Hey everybody, welcome to this uh, week's episode of the Boy Howdy Podcast. What what day is it? What are your favorite sex tumblers? <laughs> Bill, before we started recording, asked me what my favorite sex tumblers were. Bill only just recently discovered that Tumblr had porn. Yeah, well, I don't follow that much. T- everything, I, like, all the stuff I subscribe to on Tumblr is all, like, cutesy art stuff. Yeah, I mean, too. Or, like, Legend part. of Korra fan like, fiction. Not fan fiction, but, like, exactly, yeah. I have I have a super goddamn tweet Wes Anderson Tumblr feed. <laughs> but then, like... Like, uh, yeah, Annie introduced me to the whole porno half of I of did Tumblr. not. I Tumblr. read it. Blah, blah, blah. There was a really interesting article I read that was about how um, the youth don't use Facebook. They use Tumblr. No, Tumblr's the like the new live journal. Tumblr. Which marks us how old we are. That It's the new live journal. But but I would say it's not because live journal is about communication and Tumblr is more just about sharing things that you are a fan of. Yeah. Or just consuming things that you So you're, you're saying of. it's the cool person's Pinterest. Yes, I've always said that. I've always said Tumblr is Pinterest for Which is funny, because Pinterest is just the set. office secretaries. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Whereas Pinterest is just Tumblr for the no, over, but, over well, 30 I, set. I knew there was tw- uh, porn on Tumblr. I just didn't realize like, two-thirds of por- uh, Tumblr was porn, which is yeah. stupid, because it's a picture-sharing it's amazing. site. amazing. I mean, I, I don't go to Tumblr for that. Really, I don't. Did they make it easier to post animated GIFs? They didn't. Because that's my thing. <laughs> Tumblr, Tumblr's all that's, about That's why I got into Google Plus when that launched, because yeah. that was the only social media thing I could find that you could easily just, you could just spam people with animated GIFs <laughs> left and right. And I don't have anything like that anymore. Like, that's true. Facebook? Bill? Like, Bill? I love... Do me oh a favor, Bill, set up a secondary Tumblr. Do yourself a favor. That's what I had! Oh, did you? Well, have... my first Tumblr oh, yeah, like, was just the whole... shoot or whatever, right? You know, technically my... T- if you just go to, like, I think it's mudrin at tumblr.com or whatever. Uh-huh. It's still just called Poop Kaboom. <laughs> Even though it's my professional Bill. Tumblr. You know, it's, it's my actual Tumblr feed, but yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, you should set it up to queue up your old stuff. And use yeah, it as sure. a... The thing is, the thing that made me realize that I'm missing out on some essential pornographic vitamins and minerals in my Tumblr feed, was Steve Wolfhart. He ferreted this great... Well, he, he's on Twitter. I can't believe we're talking about this. It is a podcast. It's on the internet. Might as well keep on talking about the internet. But uh, Steve Wolfhart, friend of the podcast, who works on Adventure Time, mm-hmm. who has great taste and stuff, he uh, posted a link to a Tumblr, which is just a random assortment of just cool images of old-timey stuff, mm-hmm. cute little kittens, but not, like, cloningly cute stuff, but just, like, cool yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I figured that, and that updates, like, 12 times a day. Yeah. So now my Tumblr feed is all, yeah. like, it's like a goddamn Wes Anderson movie. It's <laughs> yeah. great. Here's a cute girl yeah. in Sunday school shoes. Man. Here's a kitten on I a turntable. Tumblr's been trying desperately to monetize for a while now, like all websites do. Yeah. And if I could do anything, I would pay Tumblr ten dollars a month just to change their default queue setting because if you join Why, if you start problem? a tumblr and you you set things up to queue i think the default setting for here's for, a soda drink a soda for what? queuing images to post throughout the day i think it's defaults to like six times a day be, or yeah, eight no. times a day which is why you'll follow a tumblr and there'll be like 87 pictures of a man see i had no idea this queue stuff existed until Andy just told me about yeah. it just now so yeah, so maybe you'll find uh, me t- uh, uh, tumbling more. God Every damn. day you're tumbling. Tumbling. How, how often do you check Twitter? Because you're not on Twitter very often. Twitter? Me working from home, I can afford to be on Twitter all day. I check Twitter mostly during the evening. So oh, yeah? I'll check it during breaks at work. I follow enough people on Twitter that if I... <laughs> I need to check every hour. Otherwise, I, I just miss well, out. I like... recently did go on an unfriending Ugh. spree where I was like, if you are a corporation t- yeah. or um, a business, I'm unfollowing you just because whatever. And then... Um, I uh, I did look at some people that I followed. And I was like, just because it takes up too much damn time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I'm gone for three hours. Well, I was thinking about printing some people on my. Uh, we're talking about Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. On my Twitter feed, 
But there's enough people that I I feel bad for not following to begin with. Yeah, they're, that I'm they're, like, we who do I friend? Who do I keep? Obligation. So obligation I just follows. keep unless I find a stupid Twitter feed that never updates. <laughs> I just don't follow anyone anymore because like <laughs> I, I I like the first day I found, signed up for Twitter, I started following like 200 people. Yeah, and I've like maybe friended three more people on top of that just because like I just can't keep yeah. it just too much. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll the funny thing is I'll click through and I'll, I'll look for other people I don't follow sure. anymore just to see what what's going on with them. Sure. So, I can't believe we're talking about this. <laughs> Jesus Social Christ. Social media habits with Bill. Hey, uh, we didn't identify. This is the Boy Hattie Podcast, everybody. I'm Annie. I'm Bill. This is the podcast for April something, Friday something, something. late April 2013. Words. Who knows? Uh, Friday the 19th. That's, not, go, that's the worst horror movie. April 19th. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. just get attacked by flowers. Bill, we're getting old. We have too much... This, all this internet, I can't follow. We're not that old. You're only, you're only turning 40 next week. <laughs> I can't remember how old I am. My, my wife was making fun That's of me last night. That's when you know you're getting old. My wife was making Although fun of me last night. Although you're dangerously close enough to 30. You should see, not be. My wife goes... Wait, no. Did you turn 30 this year? See, that was... I couldn't remember. My wife goes, oh, I've got a great plan for your 30th birthday party. I go, oh, we have two years to plan for it. She goes, no, Annie. Wait, when I have... I'm 29. I Oh, that's right. Next year, because you're born eighty-four. Next year, I turn. That's what it is. Oh, you gotta make plans. Apparently, she has a big plan. Did you know? I was watching Samurai Jack this week. Yes, Bill. Yeah, did I? I I watched the pilot for the first time since we started watching Samurai Jack like ten years ago. Yeah. Which that blew my mind watching Samurai Jack again. I'm like, oh my god. Anyway, I forgot the first episode of Samurai Jack. It that begins with Samurai Jack's house getting burned down, and then he goes uh, traveling around the world to learn ninja skills to go fight Aku. Yeah. And I forgot when he goes to England, the people he turns with there are Robin Hood and his gang. Yes, he does. I was like, oh, I just thought of Annie. Yep. And the only reason I think about that is because I think of Annie's birthday. I think of Robin Hood because Annie's a Robin Hood fan. Your 30th birthday will inevitably have some kind of Robin Hood component to it. Oh, I don't want yeah, to be man. Robin Hood themed. The problem is but... that I own all the Robin Hood stuff. Like, you have to go really you gotta stop making more. You gotta write your goddamn book. You just gotta <laughs> start making more. You have to, once you've, and you, once you've eaten everything you have to start barfing it back up there and pleasing go, new shapes that other people want to eat there we go like a cat who sculpts his own barf <laughs> a cat with thumbs i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> hey phil what'd you do this what's week? on your phone that's so this is why i passed the baton to you <laughs> we do the ping pong ball hey, Bill, what'd you do this week and then you're checking your twitter well, what's what? going on what I do this way? No, actually, my wife week. just messaged me to to send me a picture of Zoe Bell in Oblivion. It actually, it's really sad. We so, gotta keep you off your phone while movie, we're on the podcast. This movie, this movie came out last so week. So which one's Oblivion? Oblivion? Oh no, we talked about this Tom last Cruise. week. Yeah, where he lives and in Cloud City. It's supposed to be. I gotta stop okay. doing that. I'm sorry. I'm gonna watch it. I'll watch it when it's three dollars and I get beer. <laughs> but the only reason why I wanted to watch it, well, no, I I, I, just, I like sci-fi movies. I want to go see them. Yeah, but um, Oblivion looks really pretty. Uh, Zoe Bell's in it. And she's so supposed she's to have an actual a speaking character. role. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, she is. There are only like seven people credited, and she's number six. I can't. But they cut out all of her speaking parts. All of them. I think she's used Poor to that. Kid. There's been half a dozen things you and I have gone out of our way to watch just because we're like, oh, Zoe Bell's going to be in something. We like Zoe Bell. Yeah. Like Lost. Yeah. Oh man. Poor she shows Zoe up in Lost just long enough to like what she had a like Poor a like, chain and bowling yeah. ball around her yeah. ankles and she throws she herself off a ship and that's it. Herself. You wouldn't even know she's female <laughs> unless like, someone said, hey, look, that lady's going to jump off the ship. Um, yeah. Yeah, poor Zoe Bell. She got all her life. Is she like a badass oh, Mad Max person who's chasing Oh, yeah, she's one of the bajillion Mad Max people or whatever oh. in it. Here, I'll show you what she looks like. She looks she looks like a bamf. Did you know that that has, has Jamie from Game of Thrones in it? 
Wait, fact, what does? She's a, Oblivion? Oblivion. Yeah, he's one of the... He's number All five. All I know about is, is, is Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah, there you go. Her. Is he gonna kill? There he is. Wait, who's that in front? That's 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 Jamie Lannister. That's ja- oh Jamie Lannister. What's his name? Oh, for Nicholas. Nicholas. Jamie. I was for some reason, but then the picture that popped in my head was Jamie Bamber from uh, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> no, it's his name. I can never say his actual name because I don't. I'm a terrible racist. We're a Nicholas rescue or Casto- something. Is he Polish? I think bullshit. he's Danish. How many hands you got in this picture? Spoilers <laughs> of Game of Thrones. I like how Ian and I. We know enough about Game of Thrones. We didn't even watch this week's episode, and everyone's like, oh my "I have given up." I'm not, I don't, not that I've given up. I don't. I just realized my wife and I watched the pilot or the the first episode yeah. of Game of Thrones. We were just yeah. like, we were kind of like, "I'm done." Yeah, we didn't watch anything. Are you gonna watch the last episode? Because that's when shit's gonna no. go get real this season. Spoilers. I wonder how many people real. are gonna like come back to watch the next season after this. <laughs> oh my god. I, I'm just waiting. I, you know what? Pop, uh, popcorn.gif should be the name <laughs> of uh, the last episode of Game of Thrones this season. Just because spoilers for Game of Thrones. No, uh, realized, shit goes wrong. I realized because I when I when I watched the first episode of Game of Thrones, which was really good, I just kind of had a meh reaction to it, and I kind of oh, you mean for this season though? No, 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 no. Oh, in general, show. yeah, in general, I just kind of had a meh reaction to it, which is the shittiest thing you can say in mm-hmm. the world. But I and I I kind of got into it after a while, but I realized that the reason why I'm so lukewarmy on Game of Thrones because I think Luke, Game of Thrones is super competent. They do a good job of pacing it. If you cut out the sex, the gratuitous sex scenes, it's really good, and the mm-hmm. casting is perfect and everything. Blah blah blah. But um, the costuming is great. But I feel like it a dude. I tweeted about this, but I feel kind of like a dude about Game of or uh, Harry Potter. With Harry Potter movies, they were totally fine. I enjoyed the casting and everything, but I, I'd already spent all those feelings. The dollars, the emotional dollars that I had to spend on Harry Potter had yeah, already been said. you're somebody who, once you spend all your uh, emotional dollars on something, you really don't come back to it. I'm kind of it's, it's not like me with Star Wars, where I was really excited about Star Wars when I was a kid, and it went away for like 15 years, and I came back, got excited again. See, you, that's, you just that's don't ever different. get excited that's again. 15 years, dude. This is like, I just finished getting excited about Game of Thrones like a year ago. <laughs> get used to it. It's television. It comes back once No, 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 no. I mean the, the book. Oh, yeah. The last book. Okay, to be fair, I think the last book kind of killed my enthusiasm in the Game of Thrones. Yeah. But anyway. That's what most people say. Well, so what's supposedly with the third book, which is what this new season is based off of. Actually, this season and the next season. Are it's kind to of the off. last zippy That's book. That's when this... Well, so I've heard that, like, this is not even the last zippy book. This is the book where it starts off okay, but even by the end of this book, this is this is the book where people stop just because there's too many... Not that it's badly written, but there's too many characters, too many plot lines to keep track of. Was it the fourth book? Is the fourth book one where they suddenly introduce... Uh, George R. R. Martin just introduces like fifteen new characters. Well, the fourth book and the fifth book are one book. And the fifth book's the most recent. The one. fifth book is the most recent one, and that's the one where he focuses that's on the shit characters sandwich, that we know for the, the most one. part. Yeah. Okay. And the fourth book is mostly focusing on characters. And the fourth and the fifth book were supposed to be essentially supposed to be one volume. In the UK, they are actually released as one book. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. fuck on it. So Max Motley, come at us. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, his power maximum Motley goes, um, actually, there are two books in the UK, too. You're incorrect, Annie. And also, um, why do you assume just because I'm British I know this stuff? Anyway. What else? What else? Did you watch Doctor Who? Uh, I think I did. Did we talk about... I can't remember what oh, episode I did I watch saw. Doctor Who. Yeah, because it had Davos, the Onion Knight, and Brutus. Was it good? I haven't seen it yet. 
Uh, it's pretty. Cool. I was busy working this week, so I, I didn't get a it's chance Dr. to watch Who. anything. I thought it was enjoyable. I wonder if the this is gonna sound weird. I think the rights for Duran Duran's "Hungry Like the Wolf" must have gotten cheaper yeah. <laughs> last year <laughs> because this is the second. It showed up in an episode of Lost Girl, and it showed up now in Doctor Who. I'm like, was there a sale? Wait, Lost Girl? That's a, a Canadian TV show because I know a Canadian TV show. Music rights for television are different in Canada and especially in the UK. Yeah, that's why you watch like uh, Top Gear. Yeah. Top Gear's wall to wall just like and song you know yeah. that, like i'm surprised they can even air that on netflix in north america because song rights yeah. for entertainment shit you can't you still can't sing happy birthday in america on yeah. tv um <laughs> duran duran really duran duran hungry like, like the wolf, wolf. yep to be fair, on uh, Lost Girl, it made a little more sense because it was an on-the-nose thing yeah, sung by no a werewolf. werewolf. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas on, in, it's actually very cute. In, in this uh, last week's episode of Doctor Who, it's set in like the 80s. Oh, yeah? The 80s in a Russian submarine. And uh, it's there's a professor on board who has his little cassette tape player. He's like, he loves music. <laughs> this Claire, or uh, was it Clara? Did yeah, she die? Yeah, uh, she does not die in this episode. How is the ice Spoilers, warrior? she does not die. Uh, it's actually a pretty good dude I in a suit. I saw the kaiju. It's a pretty good dude oh, in the best. I love dudes in a suit. It's great. I saw the first real set picture of the new Doctor Who anniversary special yeah. that they're filming right yeah. now. With, you know, it's Matt Smith and David Tennant hanging out. It is the best picture. It's, like, shot from, like, somebody just took a quick snapshot with their phone from, like, on top of a crane or something like that. Yeah. It's the TARDIS in front of an English castle. And this dude in an octopus suit just, like, walking up <laughs> with, like, the catering table in the background. It's <laughs> like, look, an octopus guy. See, I love and, dudes in suits. Yeah, and I'm then sorry. he's just walking away from the TARDIS so while, good. like, while the, the other two doctors are actually just getting an interview in front of the TARDIS. So but it's the, it is the most Doctor Who picture in the world where so good. you got two guys hanging out in front of a shitty TARDIS box and like, doing an octopus suit. <laughs> okay, I kind of liked, yeah. liked the dude in a suit costume this week. It's unfortunate, though, because at some point the alien that is within the shell of yeah. the dude in suit escapes and that is pretty dumb like the the suit that is it, it like turns a into... spirit thing or well no 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 it's like this it's basically like this little tiny little guy who's, <laughs> who's, who's operating the big dude suit oh robot. i know yeah, that's yeah. how the ice warriors and work. so it's up that, that's, open that's... and it's actually a martian warrior bill spoilers um... i thought ice warriors were from mars they are Not that they're there. Yeah. oh but this is a martian a, warrior. He's, he's it just martian. prefers to be called he so has, Ice Warrior is like derogatory know. slang. I can't remember. Bill, I half paid attention. It's Doctor Who. Turns out Marsh- Doctor Who does not merit my full attention. <laughs> did, wait, Bill. did you see the last one with the with the planet that gets angry and tries to kill the? Everybody? I watched it while doing chores. So again, not less than <laughs> half. My I attention. liked the first half of that episode. Yeah, Doctor Who. Oh God. Doctor, Doctor Who's back. Yeah. <laughs> I like Clara. Did you see his face in the cloud at the beginning? I did. This time I looked. Yeah, for it. just a quick flash. This time I looked and, for and it. old and old Doctor Who it would like he'd be hanging. It would his face would be on the screen for five minutes. <laughs> so they, I'm glad they changed it so it's a little yeah. more subtle. But yeah, and you would like fly into his eyeball or some shit. Yeah. The other TV I watched this week, I'm continuing to watch Hannibal. Did I talk about it? No, you last week. I don't. I know. I can't remember. We'll talk about it again. So I'm talking about it again. I apologize if I'm retreading uh, old ground. Hannibal's really good. Everyone How many watch episodes Hannibal. have you seen? Because I know they only started airing like last week. Two episodes are out. The third is airing tonight, actually. Oh, yeah. It's after Parks and Rec, of all things. But... Jesus. No, Hannibal is really fucking good. I keep on hearing that from a couple different people. This is kind of Brian the Fuller. The sounds amazing. Oh, it's so fucking good. It's Mads Mikkelsen who played Le Chiffre yeah. in Casino Royale. He also played One Eye in uh, Valhalla Rising. It's fucking amazing mm-hmm. as Hannibal. 
fucking perfect casting. His Danish accent. Ugh. Have the they shown his cannibalism or anything? Have they? Uh, I'm sure they, the, char- the whole point is the characters don't know that he's crazy or anything. Yet. I didn't know if they were. Well, okay. yes and no. Yes and no. They have not. They have not literally shown him. But isn't it? Eh, it's, it's it's Neo. What's his name from the Matrix? It's that a, black it's, guy. It's uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. He's actually. I've never really liked him in anything. He's oh, really. really? Good in the show. I've always loved Lawrence Fishburne. He's a. He's really good in this show. He's kind of a dick FBI guy who knows he's a dick. Did you ever see Mission Impossible that? Three? Because that's essentially yes. his character, Mission Impossible Three, too. Yeah, I'm wondering I, if that's... I, I forgot he was in that movie. Yeah, he only shows up ten seconds just to berate Tom Cruise. But, uh, yeah. Hugh Dancy is in it. My, I ca- talked to my sister before we podcasted tonight. She informed me that quote unquote Hugh Dancy is dreamy. Um, he does a really good job. He plays Will Graham. He's a protagonist on the show. Yeah, he gets a shit and fucked up. The whole and... thing. Yeah. See, I see. This is what was really interesting. So I have never watched slash read any of the Hannibal Lecter films and movies. Foley I've always heard the books has are pretty read stupid. all the books and watched yeah. all the movies. So we both have very different... We're coming from it from a very different oh, direction. that's interesting, yeah. We both f- dig the fuck out of it. Um, it's got my girlfriend, Carolyn DeVernaw. She plays a character in the books so that was a man. They turn her, in, turn her into a woman. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, she's really good in it. The casting is just so good. And But the thing is, is that Brian Fuller has a very specific visual style mm-hmm. that in all of his other shows has always been like kind of twee. And stylized and and precious. Mm -hmm. Like, I love Wonderfalls. Wonderfalls, you know, you're either... I feel like you're either on Camp Wonderfalls or you're in Camp Pushing Daisies and there's not a lot of overlap. Um, Wonderfalls is all, you know, like like this veneer of cynicism but a beating heart underneath. Whereas Pushing Daisies is a veneer of beating heart and a core of cynicism. Yeah. And, uh, but they're both super stylized shows. P- Pushing Daisy is much more so than Wonderfalls. Yeah. He, yeah, Pushing Daisy is practically Amelie, the TV show. Exactly. Yeah. The dude just got a crazy eye. Did he get somebody crazy to direct the, the pilot of... I don't know, but it is fucking beautiful. Okay. This is one of the most beautiful TV shows I've ever seen. Is this like the color palette? Like a weekly, like, they, they're, like they're chasing bad guys? Because I know Will yes Graham, no. he gets in touch with Hannibal Lecter to go Well, no, here's, let me Let me tell you the premise of the show. Yeah. So the premise of the show is that Will Graham is an FBI profiler. He's actually teaching at Quantico. He's trying not to go out in the field. Yeah. Because he gets too close and too wrapped up and You did mention him. this last week. He's super impatient. Empathic, and so that's yeah, that's yeah. how we can kind of visualize yeah. the motives so of serial killers. So he's terrified of that yeah. dark part of him because it's so close to the surface, and he's it's 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 implied that he's Asperger's and he's like mm-hmm. he's got he's struggling a lot with other things and and he's just which which, which hero on any crime procedural these days isn't suddenly like like the <laughs> Sherlock model of Asperger. The way kinda... the way he's depicted is very sympathetic, uh, and because like that kind of character, it's really easy to create that kind of character and have them be alienated either totally alienating mm-hmm. or so easy to relate with they don't feel like oh i have this condition and which they don't. ties I'll, I'll 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 bring this back later but have you ever seen fringe no my sister's one of the main characters is a mad scientist who's yeah. totally asperger's but it's it's kind of played it for comedic effect but it's again See, like the what sympath- i like but it's, Will, it's it's not the big dramatic thing like what you're doing yeah, at least on the first they, couple of well, this is all seen, drama but, this yeah. is interesting because i've never seen brian fuller just do straight up drama See, that's interesting that's is, what is i'm that curious to see it's all those same visual cues and like that kind of visual attention and that feel of otherworldliness that he has in his other shows but applied to a drama and in, in, in both Pushing Daisies and, I would argue, even Wonderfalls, it's all of that visual, uh, uh, you know, like, all that visual flair is to give it a sense of being almost alien. Like, mm-hmm. this world is not quite our world, or at least, like, a dreamlike state. 
you could say. And in, in, in Hannibal, he uses all those same tricks, like his color palettes and amazing costuming and amazing set design. Like, if you are a nerd at all for tech, mm-hmm. like, it is a good fucking show Where to watch. Show Cinematography. Place? Um, It's kind of all over. Oh, I think. Okay. I don't I mean, know if it was all just, like, New York or something. teaches at Quantico, and it's, like, okay. Minnesota and everything. But anyway, um, uh, the color palettes and everything, it's like, but it's all in service of building this kind of dread Mm-hmm. And this nightmarishness. It's fucking amazing. I'm it's so good. I'm kind of interested to see how, over the course of... Uh, it's not, I think this already got picked up for a second season, maybe. So I'm kind of curious to see if he's got an overarching plot for... Yeah. Because we like we know that uh, Hannibal Lecter and Will Graham's relationship doesn't stay, stay static forever. Yeah. I wonder well, if they're going to start... I never finished telling you. Yeah. So what happens is, Will Graham is... He's teaching. He doesn't want to go out in the field. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been... Uh, everyone collectively agrees he should not be out on the field because it's bad for him. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne comes and goes, no, 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 I need you out on the field. So he goes and he does a case and it really fucks him up in a really profound way. So um, they bring in, and he's having trouble with it, so they bring in Hannibal Lecter also to do some uh, profiling. Yeah, he's, he's supposed to be super crazy he's a, good yeah, a, uh, psychologist. psychologist. Yeah. Psychiatrist, or yeah. whichever. Or I'm bad about. He, he's smart about brains. He, he's he good at empathize, understanding the way people's brains work, which is fascinating because he is an emotionless monster. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he is immediately fascinated by Will Graham because he sees a kindred spirit in him. Stupid and question. Does this take place in modern day? It is. Okay, it's all modern day. Part of uh, the, 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 the Hannibal Lecter from the book um, I only know about this because I looked up the Han- Wikipedia entry for Hannibal Lecter and the whole his whole book series after you talked about this on the podcast last week. But yeah, a big part of uh, who Hannibal Lecter is is actually as a result of his family getting killed by the Nazis in World War II. Hmm. So I'm wondering, um, essentially they're going to have to redo yeah. his, his his story. I wonder if it's going to be TV even... show, they have lots of time to... You yeah, know, I mean, they could stuff. just come up with a whole new backstory it doesn't have to be about nazis or even about a war it could be something entirely different but yeah i mean obviously they're not married to the book if they're changing genders of characters and stuff yeah but But anyway as things Mm. go on you know he only helps he only helps will that one case and then they but they had this connection and but will is totally freaked out they sharing a flat no but eventually no romantic tension will has to go after he he is so fucked up by everything that happens and he has to use his weapon and Mm -hmm. so um he's forced he has to go to therapy and he's like well i don't want to go see hot carolyn deverna because we're too close And she's she wanted she recurrent main reoccurring she character. Is. She's not just window dressing. Why do you think I watch the show? I'm not gonna lie, I watch the show because Femi and Carolyn Deverna just she makes gotten my, older because it's been ten years. She since ages f- so nicely, Bill. She's got one of those faces where it's oh, like she's damn, even more sleek girl. or more badass. God damn, Carolyn Deverna. She's a really good actress too. She's not given much to work with on the show, but god damn, she's beautiful. Well, I, she does a good job with what she has. Didn't you see an actual character from Wonder Falls ends up showing up on the yes! show? Yes! Oh, so good. I'll get to that in a second. No. But anyway, so Will Graham has to do therapy. He has to be analyzed. He has Because he's, he's been fucked up. And yeah. He uses his weapons to an extreme. And so he goes to Hannibal. And uh, Hannibal just rubber stamps him. He says, I'm going to tell them that you're fine because you don't want to talk to me. And he's like, but now that I've rubber stamped it, you feel, you don't need to feel like you need to prove anything to me or anything. Do you want to talk? Oh, that's interesting, yeah. It's actually a really nice scene. And they, because Hannibal can totally understand where he's coming from. He's like, oh, you see a darkness within you. You're scared that you can kill Oh, that's kind of cool. They're kind of flip sides oh, so of the same good. coin. Yeah. That's where I'm hoping that, like, so good. I hope they're just taking material from the books and from the movies and stuff and maybe might cherry pick some of those elements. Yeah. But not necessarily so beholden to the books that 
you know, they, they can still kind of go interesting places with the TV show that yeah. you couldn't if you were just uh, trying to uh, keep within continuity with, with mm-hmm. all the other media out there about this this character. I am not a crime TV person. Yeah. I am not That's a I'm surprised serial killer Also cannibal person. serial killer Exactly. I'm like, this is not my sort of jam. But, and I honestly would unequivocally recommend this show just for the visual aspects, for the set design, for the costuming. Mm-hmm. For the acting. Glad to see. But the writing is so rock fucking solid. I'm assuming Brian Fuller's written the first couple scripts. Yeah, I don't know. But I I, I can unequivocally. I I recommended this to my little baby sister. And I only tell her to watch things when I really believe in them. So who's the Wonder Falls character? Oh, so there's a character in Wonder Falls who is, what's her name? Gretchen Spreck. And Gretchen Spreck marries is it's been she 10 marries years a since Jewish I'm, guy and she says her name is like Gretchen Speck da 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 and she just it's a really bit character she okay. almost is a serial killed <laughs> spoilers she just shows oh, okay, up. Okay, but it's okay, great okay. it's a great little joke because she's now Gretchen Speck something else yeah and yeah she there's this great little joke she's like or she or or like the, she goes up to this uh, to the pharmacy and she's like my name is Gretchen Speck I'm like oh Gretchen Speck da 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 and she's like no lost the hyphen kept the ring. <laughs> great little moment is is are so you watching good. this live or on hulu uh we actually bought the season pass on itunes the first episode is mm. free and it was good enough. Oh, you know what then i'll have to download and check it out it was good then. enough that i actually if it's still free on itunes the first episode is one of my favorite i mean it's like it is the kind of i mean i watch some tv and it's pretty it's nicely filmed mm-hmm. but it is like it is like it is like an attention to editing and transitions and color and costuming and set design that you usually see in film. Yeah. Like, that's the guy. I mean, Brian, this is Brian Fuller. Brian Fuller. I mean, even well, Wonder Falls, which is quote unquote it's, it's cool that we're getting that, still has that, that place in television production. Especially in now, television. Especially now, things that are in, in HD, it's easier for things to look, you know, quote yeah. unquote filmic. I know how much you love that world. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's... it's one of the, that That pilot episode is one of the most beautiful things I've well, ever seen. Well, some of the stuff in the BBC Sir Sherlock shows, mm-hmm. some of the, some of the oh, episodes yeah. of that look, oh, looks yeah. like uh, stuff from a movie. Uh, in fits and starts Doctor Who sometimes. <laughs> as long as there's not like a computer-generated effect. Exactly. But some of the cinematography and stuff is, oh, is, sure. is nice enough. Well, even Down Abbey looks like a movie. That, that's one yeah. of the best parts of Down like Abbey is the production values in the, in where, the cinematography. Yeah, I like we're getting to this point in TV where there's like this, if, I mean, it doesn't work in every show. Like in Parks and Rec, it wouldn't work. But you, where you have the right kind of narrative and the right kind of tone that you can pull off that sort of stuff. I mean, people, not that sounds really diminishing. There have always been TV shows that have reached for the stars, but, it, but sometimes it feels like either overstepping mm-hmm. or whatever. But Hannibal, Hannibal, man, not Hannibal. This sounds like the douchiest thing. Hannibal feels like a, um, uh, artist in full control of their craft. Yeah. And that, that sounds really douchey. Sounds like we're better off but... forgetting this rather than the monsters. Oh my god, yes. That's what I kept thinking of. Like, did you watch the monsters pilot? I did not. I didn't watch it. I saw clips. I watched the monsters when I was a kid. I really I liked love, the monsters. No, I love the monsters. I, I am a monsters person. I am not an Adam's Family person. Yeah. Adam's Family's fine. I totally monsters way. on Herman the, Monster is Herman Monster. Well, the real, the big reason why I like oh. the monsters is that Herman Monster reminds me of my dad. I can see that, yeah. Because my dad. Well, it kind of reminds a lot. Like, he has that kind of, like, big but, no, also kinda. just like visually. Because yeah. my dad, okay, my dad is a really handsome man. He has this strong silence to him. He just happens to wear lipstick really and green makeup. Smart. 
very intelligent, like very, like very in control of himself in a scenario. But when he photographs, he looks kind of like Urban Monster. There's a, all have of you ever the, told him this. Oh, he knows he Aww. photographs terribly. I well, have taken, I have taken some photos of my dad where he looks like him, and I have never been so proud of any photograph I've ever taken. Does of he those just freeze up as soon as the camera goes off? He just gets this stiff smile or this kind of grimace. On his face. There's a Richter so... grin. My mom and dad just recently got back oh. from, they just had their 35th wedding anniversary. And they just got back from their. Which means they had um, to work pretty hard to make you. The same, if you're not 30 yet. Six I'm years saying, in, I'm just saying. Uh, I was worth the wait, I think. Anyway, um, no, but uh, they got back from their wedding anniversary and I was looking at my mom's pictures and she only had like one picture of my dad. And he just had that grimace on his face. At least he's consistent. Oh my dad, you're so uh, handsome. You have to do he's an animated gif of your dad dude. with the same kind of weird face like it's in all of his photos from the last 35 years. Oh god, yeah. my dad. Oh well. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, Hannibal, good. Oh, uh, uh, going back to what I was talking about, empathetic, fucked up, crazy, mm-hmm. uh, crazy dudes. Uh, I started watching Fringe this week. Have you? So you've never seen it? I have never watched Fringe. My sister just started watching Fringe. She was actually on the phone. I was in the phone conversation. All she said was, "It's really cute." She said, "I, I." She sent me the sweetest text where she was like, "I wish you were closer so that we could hang out more." Yeah. Because my, my sister and I, we had a great little visit recently. It was really a lot of fun. And and yeah, she was like, "Please live closer to us. I want to hang out with you." And um, I told her, "I'm like, that's great. Let's just invent a teleporter. We're fine." And she said. Uh, I've been watching Fringe with Carson, her fiance, and I already feel like I understand science more. <laughs> so that is my context for Fringe. Man, the Fringe, I don't know if I could ever go back and watch the X-Files, because I've never seen much of the X-Files, but this is the actually X-Files, is X-Files un- the next generation. It is unrevisitable. Which I was surprised, because I've heard a lot of people say a lot of good things about Fringe, and fired yeah. up, I've only seen like the first three or four episodes, but yeah. I was surprised, it's just the fucking X-Files. <laughs> that's all it is. Well, it's not just the X-Files, there's more myth. Well, no, that's, I just... It's a J.J. Abrams show, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's created by J.J. Abrams, Robert Orky, and Robert Kurtzman. You know mm-hmm. his 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 two lackeys who seem to write all Hollywood movies these days. Yeah, uh, Fringe is just about this lady who gets sucked into. I think she's still working for the FBI. Um, uh, just yeah, just running around America uh-huh. whenever any kind of crazy uh, paranormal shit happens in the country, mm-hmm. she goes there with her little team and investigates uh, what happened. And the 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 thrust of the show is. That there seems to be this mythology where uh, this mad scientist that she's working with, named Walter Bishop, who's the guy I was uh, talking about yeah. before, who is played by the evil king uh, of Gondor. Not king, yeah. but he was the steward of Gondor uh, yeah. from uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's fucking hilarious. Uh, in the pilot episode, he's being let out of jail after 17 years because 17 years earlier he got arrested for, uh, maybe, I can't remember if they say he killed people, but he was uh, doing lots of illegal experiments on live te- living oh, human Jesus, beings that really? got all fucked up. And, uh, yeah, he's just completely scattershot and crazy, and he self-medicates himself with his own drugs he makes his home. Oh, Jesus. Bad idea. And and so uh, this little team is the main FBI chick, who's super awesome, uh, this crazy scientist guy, and the crazy scientist's son, who's this grifter who runs around, he's kind of like this Han Solo type, except he... Sure. Uh, extorts people for money and, and, and does a whole bunch of shady stuff. But then he comes into the side of good to help his his dad and this lady solve sure. uh, paranormal crimes. And But the, there's this whole mythology of this uh, scientist 
who also used to work with this mad scientist guy, who mm-hmm. seems to be an evil mad scientist, in the 17 years since this good I've mad already time, lost interest that's in what I'm saying. you're talking about. Essentially, there's evil Microsoft, <laughs> who is somehow causing all these paranormal uh, things that are happening that this team is investigating. Okay. And so they're, uh, they're simultaneously trying to recruit the main uh, uh, main lady FBI check who is inve- uh, investigating all these uh, these paranormal incidents, while also trying to stymie her uh, investigations. It's just only a couple episodes in, but again, uh, it's it's shot like a movie. You know, it's a J.J. Abrams yeah. the production oh, value yeah. is going to be really good. Oh, yeah. Um, it does a lot of great stuff where the credits are, well, not credits, but whenever the, 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 the show skips to another city, that'll be uh-huh. a little subtitle saying what city it's in. But the, uh, the text of, you know, it, it'll cut to an establishing shot of New York City. Instead of just, uh, just burning in the words New York City over the screen, it'll be this computer generated version of the word New York City that's like nested in the environment like it's an oh, object. And nice. then we're just kind of cool. And they do yeah. that for all the titles. And whenever it cuts to commercial, there's, like, some kind of weird, like, photograph of, like, a bird or a leaf or something like that. It seems like it's supposed to be secret codes. So it's totally doing the lost thing. Yeah. Where you're supposed to be watching and paying attention and finding Whoa. out secret codes for diff- different clues Whoa. and stuff in every episode. And and so that's a little bit, you know, that's the stereotypical J.J. Abrams yeah. mystery at every like corner, blah, blah, blah. Like J.J. Abrams thing. But, uh, yeah, no, the show's really well acted. The ca- the cast is great. Like I so said, the mad scientist dude is fucking hilarious. He pees himself in the first episode. Made All me right. laugh. Um, there's a super cute lab assistant who is played by one of Erica's friends, Erica okay. Moan of the podcast. Yeah. Um, she is friends with this lady named Jessica, who she's, uh, I, I've seen her down at the studio a couple times, and they said she was on one of J.J. Abrams' TV shows, and I never paid attention to it too much. Turns out she's, uh, uh, the, the mad scientist's assistant on Fringe. She's super goddamn cute. She's yeah. like this, 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 this black girl with, like, spring-loaded hair, and she's just super kind of scatterbrained, and she's super goddamn cute, though. One thing, I'm watching Fringe, and I'm sitting there looking at the main actress lady. I'm like, man, I know this lady's face. I can't remember uh, what I remember her from. And then I look her up on IMDb. Turns out the, the only uh, way I know her from is that she played the main character in... What was that PlayStation 3 game? Heavenly Sword? Oh, yeah. And I never even played that, but just yeah. seeing the commercial and stuff, it's the first yeah. time I've ever seen a video game capture someone's likeness enough, which is funny because I think she's supposed to be playing an Asian character in that, too. So I guess they had to tweak her a little bit. Um, she's just a white blonde girl on on, on on Fringe, even though I think she's from Australia, so I guess she's got a fake accent. Uh, but yeah, I was like, oh shit, that, that's that, that, that's where she looks familiar. You should, yeah. you should give Fringe a whirl, because you would like this main actress lady. She's kind of a tough, stern-faced blonde chick. Yeah. <laughs> she's got this boyfriend in the first episode. What happens to him is goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> There's a plane full of melting people in the pilot episode. <laughs> you just, you just, that built that one sentence is why I will never watch Fringe. <laughs> it's over real quick. The first no, 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 episode, no, not that that's like too much for me to handle, just because I'm not gonna watch a fucking show that opens with <laughs> a plane of melting no people to motivate a character. The to first act. episode is melting people. I think the second Whatever. episode is a lady who gets pregnant with a baby that kills her because the baby comes to full term, grows. To, uh, she goes from being impregnated to the baby erupting out of her because it grows up into a full grown man in the course of like two hours okay the third episode is like vampire shit bats or something like that <laughs> like it's like the x-files but like the whatever monsters are coming up with every week not even monsters but just it's even weirder it's not just like a slug monster crawling out of a swamp and eating somebody it's like just extra like what the hell's oh uh, uh, uh i think like the third episode was a uh there's an explosion on a bus in the middle of like new york 
except the explosion lets off all this amber, and so the police okay. get to the crime scene. It's just amber in the middle of this tunnel filled nope. with ant. Like, nope. uh, uh, no interest people in are frozen in this amber in the middle of this bus. And I was like, that's weird. And like, the death toll in all these episodes are astronomical because <laughs> they never heal these people. All these people always end up dead. They're just stuck forever. In the pilot episode with the plane full of melted people, I thought they were going to find a way to heal the people or no. fix them. No, they are dead. They're gone. They are melted. And it's just... Yeah, it's but it's not bloody or gory. Bill, I will tell you this. The reason why I like... If you can watch liked, Hannibal, you can watch Fringe. The reason why I liked the X-Files was not for the monster <laughs> I know, bullshit. Yeah. It was because I liked Mulder and Scully. Bill, are the protagonists of Fringe anywhere as, as, as engaging as Mulder and Scully? There's no one quite as cute as... What's her face? Julian Anderson. Everyone's already more interesting than What's-His-Face. Mulder? <laughs> <laughs> So it's split right Be down nice the middle. To Mulder. Bill Mulder's not bad. He's just a sex meanie. Is there a hunky Mitch Pelagi I can Who's Mitch Pelagi? Mitch Pelagi played Skinner. Oh the that oh you thought he was cute? A lot of people thought he was he cute. Was <laughs> oh no, but the guy I try not to think too much about my attraction to Mitch Pelagi because Mitch Pelagi looks a lot like my dad. <laughs> wow. Well it's one of those every things. girl really just wants to date her. One dad. of those things. Oh no, but no, the the, the the Skinner in this TV show is black dude from the wire. Uh, he's he's got the yellow eyeballs. <laughs> Bill, have you watched The Wire? You motherfucker! I'm gonna, I'm gonna find his Wikipedia no, tree and change the black his... guy. <laughs> the black guy. The black guy. I'm gonna change God his. Damn, I'm gonna change Bill. his Wikipedia page hey, Bill, so, Bill, from his name to black guy from The Wire with yellow name? eyeballs. Bill, what was his character's he name? He was one of the cop dudes. I don't know. They swore a lot. I can't remember. He was one of the black was guys. He, was he, what's his butt, like, partner? Was it that guy? Yeah, he was on Lost for, like, a, like an episode or two. I don't two. He shows up for ten seconds. He was on... A lot of people were on Lost for a second. He was also on Fringe. Was it, what's his butt's partner on The Wire? Who was his partner? Why did you have to, was it, no, not uh, that black guy. Not McNulty's partner? What was his name? Wait, Leroy. No, wait. That's every black guy's name. It wasn't I'm the guy racist. who did the, the, the furniture stuff? Like, he made Lance the Reddick. That's his name. Wait, I'm gonna see. Hold on. Sing a song while I look up to see what other things he's um, been. So, um, sometimes I uh, feel like he was on Great Expectations. The nanny. He was on Oz. Um, um, he was in Jonah Hex. He was. You, you're not gonna know this guy. Look up Lance Reddick on your phone. Can you show me a fucking picture? I could, but we're recording on the computer. I can't turn it around. It's this guy. Wait, that's a terrible photo. Oh, that guy! Yeah, he got like a little yeah. elf nose. He got the yellow he eyeballs. He's like the goddamn uh, head dude on the wire. Dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the, oh, no, Bill. Bill. You said the commissioner. You said he was like the commissioner. No, but he was the guy who was in charge of the team. He was the guy who yelled at everyone else who you yelled never, at him. You did not say that, Bill. <laughs> you said the black guy on the we wire. We are turning into old people. You we are like an old married couple. It's the worst. that guy. It's this is the worst guy. podcast in the world. No one should listen to it. It's the drunk Irishman from Bill, The Wire. Are you done talking about French? Who was secretly... No, wait, he was Irish, but he was playing McNulty. Why oh, do I remember his name? Because he's white. Dominic I am a racist. Monaghan or whatever his name. But I remember his character's name. Just because everyone's like, McNulty, you're an asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's the only reason I remember Statistically, we hear McNulty's name a lot. I think if you held a gun in my head, the only character's names from The Wire, though I loved The Wire, mm -hmm. the only character's names I remember would be McNulty, Bubbles, and Omar. Yeah, Bubbles, yeah. The Wire just kind of turns into this big smear of just vast characters and just weird shit and so sadness. Good. Yeah. It's great, but it is just... Quality sadness. It's, it's a dark Carl variety of a TV show. <laughs>
Um, no, but no, the Fringe is pretty good. Like, I, if you ever get no, bored, it's on I'll Netflix. Never watch Fringe. If the only reason why I watch the X Files is because I'm Lawrence Kelly, Bill. The first, seriously, but the, like the so the pilot episode of Fringe opens with people melting on an airplane. This kind of horrified me. You're pitching, you are pitching this show literally so, the worst way you could. To the me, pilot, though. you see all these people start to melt on the airplane, and suddenly, like the co-pilot, he's like he's taking a shit or something. He goes up, <laughs> he goes up to the he goes up to the cabin to like say something to the to the pilot who's the actual the main pilot who. Is the only person not infected, and he goes he goes to warn the pilot that everyone's been infected with something on the plane, and he goes to open his mouth, and his mouth opens up, and then his jaw splits wide open, and so his jaw is like you know it's just a quick edit, it's oh, really yeah. effective. Oh yeah, no. But it's like I was like holy shit, and that's like the first five minutes of the first episode of Fringe. Yeah, you're not selling me on this, Bill. Yeah, I'm just saying there's a sexy assistant lady. Well, there's, a, there's like a tertiary character. There's a crazy mad scientist guy who likes to stick needles in people's heads. Oh, so, Bill, you know what you gotta watch Hannibal? What is that? Scott Thompson is on it. Oh, that's right. I heard Scott about that. Thompson is he a main character? Hall. He's one of the main forensics dudes. Oh, I'll watch the He's shit great. out of him just for He's him. He's really great. The one of the best times I've ever had watching television in general was back in like in the like late 90s, he hosted on... Like American movie classics, he mm-hmm. he hosted a showing of who, what happened to Baby Jane, <laughs> or he was on full Scott Thompson mode, where he yeah. was just being the most flaming. I don't know if He's he was playing full, his character was his Buddy, buddy. Yeah. but it was practically like that. It was uh, it was just you, it was one of those things where like you were what enjoying the TV show, but you yeah. really c- couldn't wait for a commercial break oh, for totally. him just to come up and just flame out and just it, yeah. it was fantastic. I'm assuming he's not he's not acting. He's he's not playing that kind of character he's on just, this. Is he is he? Have they mentioned anything about sexuality? Because he's a gay, he's, just, he's a gay actor, but it'd be he's great. He's a forensic scientist. I don't know if he was still not... like buddy with a smock in the lab. Yes, <laughs> like, Bill. He's got a cigarette. That's exactly what it is. Bill. <laughs> he just keeps on turning you the camera and monologuing. Bag. Hey, Bill. What else did you do this week? You watched some West Wing, Bill. West Wing. Oh, I finally. Uh, I've, I've I've watched the West Wing a whole bunch of times. Yes, you but have. I can never get past the fourth season when Aaron yeah. Sorkin leaves. You've seen the whole series? I've seen. I've seen past the fourth season. I just got to the sixth season, which is where everything suddenly starts to switch over. People weren't yeah. kidding about how the show stops being about the Bartlett administration. Yeah. And it's turns thing about into. The Santos yeah. The, like, midway in the sixth season, suddenly, like, it just stops being. Like, some of the other characters are still around. Yeah. But there are whole stretches of the show where you just don't see any of the old characters except yeah. for Josh Lyman. <laughs> and he's getting ketchup all over my uh, copy of Bone. But, uh,. Yeah, no, it's all Matt Santos stuff now. I was really yeah. surprised. Well, they got a little bit of Alan. They kind of have to up, do that. You I know? thought it was an interesting way to kind of like evolve a TV yeah. show where you yeah. essentially get rid of most of your main cast for like episodes and episodes and episodes on end just to focus on well, this new character. Well, you gotta have the whole next generation thing. Well, it's, it's like imagine if Star Trek: The Next Generation, in the middle of its sixth season, said, "You know what? Let's start focusing on this other starship that's going to essentially replace the Enterprise." That happened to me. It was called the X Files. <laughs> <laughs> Did they ever get rid of what's her face? Uh, Jillian Anderson eventually kind of stopped showing up. Oh, there's something else where she's in a show now. Annabeth Gish and uh, what was his name? Oh, what's his name? Who played Doggett? I can see his face. He was in Terminator Two. Yeah, Robert there. Patrick. Thank you, Robert Patrick. Oh, and uh, Itty Bitty shows up in the West Wing now. Christian Chenoweth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Speaking of pushing about. daisies. Yeah. 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 And she plays the new press secretary. Also, that's the one funny thing, where as uh, characters on the West Wing are getting promotions or leaving the White House and stuff, the fact that, like, CJ, who is the press secretary of the White yeah. House, she becomes the chief of staff once, mm-hmm. spoilers for the West Wing, Leo has a heart attack. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't know the West Wing, this is a boring-ass conversation. There's, there's... But you go from press secretary to... 
Which is like, you're you're just dealing with the press, but you're not involved in policy, deciding policy Bill, of Bill, the White House at Bill, all. Bill, To Bill, becoming... Who is everyone's favorite character on the West Wing? But she's great. Um, I'd rather have her have a completely unrealistic promotion yeah. rather than her just disappear. Exactly. But then she gets replaced by Itty Bitty from Pushing yeah. Daisies. Which yeah. is great, because can you imagine being the camera guy who has to figure out how to frame... Eight foot ten, Alice and Janney, and four foot three, Kirsten Jones. The first scene they share together. Yeah, it's which amazing. I didn't realize it's it was actually so written by Bradley Whitford. So even the one episode where Bradley Whitford doesn't show up because he's sucking Matt Santos's dick in the middle of an yeah. Iowa cornfield, uh, he's writing the goddamn episode. But yeah, yeah, but the first episode where Itty Bitty and uh, C J Craig are in uh, sharing a scene together. Yeah. The first thing C J says to Itty Bitty is, "How are we even a part of the same species?" <laughs> yeah. And the right, the camera, she yeah. really is just yeah. up to her rib cage. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god, it's hilarious. But yeah, yeah I didn't realize Kristen Chenoweth was that tiny, and I didn't realize Allison Janney was that damn tall. She is wee even by actress standards. She's really, you're watching the scene, and her head is like at the bottom, of, uh, Kristen Chenoweth's uh, head is at the bottom of the TV, Allison Janney's barely fitting her chin at the yeah. top. It's like, like <laughs> yeah. yeah. So good. But yeah, no, West Wing, it's, it's, I, I appreciate it. It's, it's got the balls to get rid of its kind of core. And, I mean, there are a lot of people who hate on the later seasons of The West Wing. That's not bad. It's not. It's I've very different. I've heard of some character developments which sound stupid. So oh, well, There's yeah, something that happens with Toby later that like sounds totally bullshit. It's like the 18th season of a TV show, I know, Bill. Yeah. Name the name the seventh season of any TV show that's really, really good. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I always feel like the later seasons of The West Wing are dumped on unfairly. I'll find out. Well, I've only got a season and a half left, and I'll finish Post. the whole show. But this will be the first time I've actually finished the show, despite having seen the four, first four Aaron Sorkin yeah. seasons. Like, have you gotten to times. the debate yet? Uh, between Santos and Vinick? Yeah. No, they're still just in the primaries. Oh, they literally I, just got the Iowa. My wife. Oh, and then Donna. She's she's working yeah. for the for another dude yeah. and. My wife was recently rewatching The West Wing, and mm-hmm. the reason why I bring it up is that. Um, she was homesick and watched a bunch of West Wing to, make, to heal herself. And West Wing home, is restorative. And when I came home, it was actually the debate. So we watched the debate. Well, it was so cute. They, they, did the debate. they did the debate live. It was an actual live episode of TV. What? They did a live debate episode. Is it all filmed? Like, you, whatever you're watching in the live. episode, it's just yeah. a telecast? Yeah. Uh. It's live. Which is a really great idea. A really great idea. I'm just saying, you know, Aaron Sorkin never would have let that happen. Did you see that live episode of Star Wars that aired today on the Jimmy... <laughs> Is it Jimmy Kimmel? Is it Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> Could have keep it in your pants. He's not wearing any pants. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I'm good. so glad Harrison Ford is coming back to play the Han Solo one last time. <laughs> so oh, I... he's got real hair now. He I forgot that Harrison Ford got rid of the weird brush haircut yeah. that he had that made him look so severe. And I don't think he's wearing his earring, earring anymore. anymore yeah. He kind of looked like a gay pirate for a long time. Now he just looks like an old dude. He just looks like an old man. Yeah. Uh, it looks like you should have had like a tie dye like t shirt and been at like a Jimmy Buffett. The only other thing show. I did this week was I went to the uh, Hollywood Theater here in town. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Theater, one of my favorite uh, independent theaters. They're cool because they do a lot of. Um, Are they building their no marquee and, yet? Uh, later this summer, okay. they're doing. Well, actually, because I they had a Kickstarter for to get a new marquee. It's a beautiful old theater. They did a great job restoring it, but their marquee was falling apart. So they did Kickstarter to get a new marquee. I contributed and I got some free tickets. So I took my wife on a date the other night. Oh, we went to go see. Um, are you looking for French fries? Yes. There you go. I'm sorry. Um, we went to go see a documentary called Tattoo Nation which is actually a really good documentary on the um, 
The development of the tattoo is a art form in America. It is better it is... than the prequel documentary, Tarnation. Oh, it's such a good show. Go ahead. So Tattoo Nation. So, oh, anyway. it's, a, it's a really good documentary. I saw the trailer on iTunes and it looked a little cheesy. And I was like, well, we'll go see it anyway. No, it's actually really enjoyable. And you leave it wanting to get, like, a tattoo everywhere. <laughs> But what, what was, was really it about? Like, what, about was it, it just people getting tattoos? Or? Well, it was about the um, it was about kind of the development of American tattoos. How mm-hmm. it went from being like just something sailors who get on shore leave in a very particular kind of flash style to how it was a real key part of Hispanic culture and kind of like an art that came out of prisons and the way that um, like there was kind of this realism and this shading that came out of the prison, like this um, the Hispanic culture and how it kind of fed into the larger um, tattoo culture and kind of changed the face of tattooing. They mentioned how in, if you go south far enough where there's brown people. Yes, Bill. Uh huh. That if you you get a tatao. Uh huh. It glows yeah. and gives you magic powers. You know powers. what? Though they didn't talk about Far Cry Three at any point. No, okay. No. The cutest <laughs> part of this documentary, which really is very good, and I highly recommend watching it at all if you mm-hmm. are interested in tattoos and art at all, um, was that it was a one night only sort of thing, and so every like pretty much all the tattooy people in Portland came to see it. Like there were a couple oh, no. of tattoo studios that very clearly closed down for the night to come see it, and it was so I have never seen more neck tattoos in one place at one time and uh they were uh, it was the rowdiest documentary Aww. like audience i've ever in a, in the most respectful way it was a wonderful time a wonderful time so I'm you may so have been the only un- untattooed person the whole time. i was audience. thinking fully actually did ask me that she's like do you think you're the only you know i had a dream like two weeks ago you finally went through and got your uh two writers on the same horse tattoo on yeah. your wrist yeah and you cried because it hurt so much but then you were really glad that you got it that'd probably be the reality you know but anyway, uh, it was really, Which really good. Rest. I don't know why I jumped on your wrist, because that would hurt. Yeah, well, anyway, it's a tattoo. It won't hurt. But uh, the other thing about the Hollywood is that it's actually really cute. So the Hollywood is in this big block of buildings, and it's a beautiful... That's one that's right across the street from Things from Another World. Things from Another World has moved. Oh, but shit, yes. son. The Hollywood Theater is a big, beautiful theater. is in the Hollywood District. It's named after it in uh, Northeast Portland. But uh, they've done a really good job restoring it. It was originally a vaudeville theater. Mm. and uh, But what's great is that it's... So it's kind of got this weird serpentinian like, s- tunnel structure and all this sort of stuff. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. But on top of that, there's a, a pizza joint that opened around the corner, I think, called like Atomic Pizza. And they actually just knocked out some walls and built a tunnel between this pizza really? joint and the Hollywood. So now, when <laughs> that's you're actually at the what con- they secretly spent all their marquee money on. There we go. When you go to the when you're at the concession stand and you're buying everything, you can buy a pizza and they'll give you a poker chip. It's actually really clever. They'll give you a poker chip with the type of pizza you're getting on it, and you take it to the pie hole, which is the hole in the wall that's connected to the pizza joint. Is there somebody there's, in there? There's someone in there. Oh, okay. With fresh so pizza from yell, the pizza joint. I want what a pie pie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it's it's actually really clever because hole. the that's the fantastic. poker chips are kind of the way the concession stand keeps track of how many slices of which yeah. type of pizza are available. Oh. And I gotta say, some of the best pizza I've had in a like there are a couple of movie places here in town where you can get pizza. All the McMinnimans places you can get pizza. Like the Academy What's so good about the pizza? pizza? Really good See, crust. I like flying pie just because a slice of their pizza is like an open-faced sandwich. <laughs> well, I just got a piece of pepperoni. Oh, okay. so, you know. Well, that's always... But it was, I mean, it was really that's good. That's a good judge of a big, good I pizza would, place. Let me put it this way. It was so good, I want to go there and have dinner. That's how good it was. Yeah. So, 
I highly recommend if you are a Portlander, go to the Hollywood. Oh, eat out of the pie hole. I went out to uh, to a local taco cart to get uh, dinner for me and Annie and I uh, right before the podcast, and I saw a guy walking out of Pizza Shoals with a takeout pizza thing. I was kicking myself for like, oh man, I should have got us some takeout Pizza Shoals. Because how often does Pizza Shoals stay open long enough for anyone to get takeout from Pizza Shoals? <laughs> pizza Shoals is literally this pizza place that's only about a block and a half away, less, no, half a block away from where we're recording right now. Which was a place that Anthony Bourdain once visited on his No it's Reservation really Steve show. It's a good pizza place. But they're only open for like four hours a day. They have no problems with shutting down early if they run out of dough or anything yeah. like that. They just won't make more dough. They're just like, oh, we're out of ingredients. It's always standing room only yeah. reservations. It's, it's a bitch to get in and get pizza. It's good stuff. It's really good pizza. But they make a little bit too... It's not that good. Or like... <laughs> Like, it's almost impossible to get takeout or anything from that place. And they uh, they don't deliver, but not that we have to worry about that because we're only half a block. But it's just ridiculous. It's supposed to be one of the best pizza joints on the West Coast. I live half a block away from there. I've only eaten there once because yeah. it's so hard to get in there to get pizza. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. So it goes. It's not, like, super expensive. It's, it's expensive, no, it's but it's totally not, like... reasonable for being as good as it's it is. It's about as much as it is if we get something from Revente's. Anyway, what's up? Hey, Bill. Do you finish Luigi's Mansion? Yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> You want to borrow I it? I believe in hearing people crowing about Luigi's Mansion. I'm surprised about it. Let alone Luigi's Mansion isn't terrible. But even 15 hours into the game, that's how long it took me to beat the game. I never really did got used to the controls, the fact that you don't have that second yeah, thumbstick. Yeah, that second thumbstick. And also, yeah, for, for a game in which is kind of like an adventure game where you're spending all your time exploring these different environments yeah. with ghosts and shit. Um, I'm really surprised there's not more. I wish there were. Uh, I wish the ghosts in the game had more character. Yeah. I wish exploring the environments instead of just getting money for you to upgrade your vacuum cleaner backpack thing. I wish at least every once in a while you're finding out like exactly who the dead people are in this yeah. environment, and maybe that that could tie into like how like what like like what weak spots you could hit while you know like yeah. during boss battles or something like that. But no, it's just it's 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 purely action. It's all just like shoot 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 suck 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 blow 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 with the vacuum cleaner. And for a fifteen hour game, that's a lot the fifteen hours is a lot just to be kinda of doing the same two or three things over and over again. Yeah. You're only fighting like the same like three or four different kinds of ghosts throughout the whole game. Yeah. It's it's not Did bad. Did you try any of the multiplayer stuff? No. Because that was the thing. All the people that I saw freaking out about it yeah, with enthusiasm where people were playing it multiplayer. But uh yeah, no, I was just kinda of surprised. the only reason I even stuck it out to the end is because I bought this game as a treat to myself after yeah. I got to finish the Stumptown poster. Oh, Bill. And I'm so I was like, sorry, man, if I'm gonna spend forty dollars on this game, yeah. I'm gonna get forty dollars worth of yeah i didn't hate it but i was like god damn i'm gonna get my forty dollars worth of disappointment out of this game i'm, I'm gonna beat this goddamn thing well I've always, heard, I've always heard great things about the first luigi's mansion right and i love the idea that nintendo made a game about luigi that is hilarious and also shooting ghosts and it's not yeah like supposedly the first game wasn't as action-oriented and actually did have more the, the ghosts in that game you were fighting were actually real characters they were just weren't just stock yeah. Like, you know, Ghost like in Super four. Mario Brothers, it's the Goombas and the Koopas don't have stories. They're just right. stock characters you're fighting over and over again. Right. I guess in the first Luigi's Mansion, every ghost you're fighting, you only you only fight like eight ghosts in the game. Yeah. Maybe not that many, but it's a very limited set of ghosts. And those ghosts, you know, they have stories and, mm -hmm. and, and yeah, Luigi's Mansion 2 just doesn't have any of this. You're just kind of, it's, it's, you're just fighting random just ghosts over and over again. Mm. Which it sounds like no one else has been complaining about this except for me, but that's I'm so opinion. sorry, Bill, that your award was kind of a... You know what? This makes up for the fact that I was so surprised by Fire Emblem. Yeah. I'm just saying. This is like karmatic retribution for me. So, what else? 
what else? That's it, man. I was kind. Of, I've been having really bad insomnia lately, like mm-hmm. really bad insomnia, and so I haven't been doing anything. Like really, I've been. <laughs> I really want to talk about the newest ladylike book club book, but this is the wrong podcast for that. Have you been? Ma- if you don't sleep, do you just masturbate until you fall asleep? Dude, you, no, no. It's just. What it is is, oh no, this has been the shittiest kind of insomnia because it's not that I have trouble falling asleep. I oh, fall sta- asleep because I'm exhausted. Asleep. I forgot about I that. I wake yeah. up at 12.44. Why 12.44? Do not know. Every night? 12.44. Every night. 12.44. Moink. And then, I usually with the panic attack, like in the middle of a panic attack, my heart thumping. How do you wake up and already in the up. middle of a panic attack? That's Dude, nuts. I do not recommend you it. give yourself it is a not heart fun. attack. And, you know, like, and I'll maybe fall asleep an hour or two later. Yeah. And then I'll wake up again at three or four or five or all of the above. It's been the pits. It's been so bad. It's, this has been like three weeks now. I, this I'm week, glad to see you're finally going to the doctor, though. Yeah, well, that's how bad it's been. I was talking to my sister about this, and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, well, I'll tell you how bad it is. I'm asking for help. <laughs> Which is, And she's like, are you kidding me? We're Maloney's. We don't ask for help. We suffer until we die. Watch, you're probably gonna like like a subscription to Vicodin or something that'll knock oh, man, you out. Or I don't want to be medicated. I know, but just long enough. To, I swear, Christ, just long enough for you to finally establish a new sleep schedule. I would rather go back on antidepressants than I would have a sleep aid. Ugh, I don't know. What if you had crazy Dawn of the Dead dreams? It was, what if it was good drugs? I, I hear this guy Walter Bishop. He makes his own medication. He can help you out. <laughs> Problem solved. But anyway, no. The side effect has been that I don't do anything fun lately. Like I made my wife. I took my wife out on this date, and I'm so glad we did. But like maybe I watch a little TV, but I don't have. Any, I don't play any video games. I just go home. It's part of the 3ds. So at least you can wake up in the middle of the night. You can play something. Dude, no. Staring at a fucking bright screen. That's not gonna help. That is literally the opposite of help. The game and watch. I've I'll give you my game and watch. And so it's lot. dark. It's actually funny. So I called what my... Are you, are you just reading real books? No, no, no. I mean, I've been reading a lot about insomnia. Oh, okay. It was really funny because I called... Uh, finally got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to a medical doctor, but I should also go to a... I should talk to some sort of therapist or social worker. Yeah. Also, a dear friend advised I maybe go talk to a social worker. I'm like, okay. So I started doing my research and I found out that as a benefit at my work that we had some accommodation for that. So I called the employee assistance hotline or whatever, and I'm talking to her so I can get my passes to go see a shrink. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, and so we're walking, talking through everything, and she was like, okay, so uh, have you been drinking? And I'm like, no. Because I read that if you drink, drinking will help you sleep, but not, it'll wake you up. It'll make you actually more likely to wake up during the night. Oh. So I'm like, no more sleep. She's like, will you be any, eating any sugar, drinking any caffeine? I'm like, I'm like, no. Oh, that's why every because, time I try to give you beer and Cokes, you're all yes, like, no. you yeah. motherfucker. It's because I'm trying really hard. I try oh, not to drink. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, no, I cut that out. She keeps going through all these things. I'm like, no, I don't do that. Like, all these things. She's like, are you gay? Do oh, you like Mass Effect? Are you really? She's just, she's like, wow, you're really thorough about all this. And I'm like, I know. I've been reading a lot about insomnia. Wow. Trying yeah, Annie so Maloney is nothing if not if not thorough. Well, yeah. you know what? When you're awake at 12.45 at night do? having yeah. a panic attack, guess what you Google? How to not have a panic attack at 12.45 at night. When you go to TV Tropes, that's what knocks me out every time. <laughs> I'm like, TV Tropes, uh, Luigi's Mansion. You know what I learned? Oh my god, there's actually 30,000 words about you know, TV Tropes. You know, the only night Luigi's of Mansion. the last couple of weeks that I actually slept all through the night without waking up even once mm-hmm. was actually a couple of nights ago when I was editing the most recent episode of Ladylike Book Club when I was being a bitch. In that episode, I had no sleep and I was I had drunk and I was just being a fucking 
bitch in general and to my wife and in specific. And I would just listen to myself. It was so miserable to listen to myself being such a jerk, but I had to do it. And I was really tired and I stayed up until like 1130 editing it and then I finally finished. Was that the incentive to actually go talk to the doctor then? When, once you, like, you realize that, like, you've been a bitch oh, on this podcast? Oh, no, no. It was not being able to sleep for Oh, three. okay. When well, you... I don't know if that was a catalyst for me picking up the phone. Oh, no. I picked up the phone by that point. But yeah, when you, when you, when you sleep, over the course of four days, you sleep about seven hours. Mm-hmm. You're really excited about maybe changing that. I had a tummy so. ache the other day that I may go away with ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Beal! <laughs> We're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back for the Geek Week interview. So So you've seen the ladies... The hysteria thing where they're reading the books while having an orgasm. <laughs> yes, I want to. I want to build a Lucy Van Pelt from Peanuts <laughs> psychiatrist booth, except it's me and drag <laughs> reading the Dark Tower, just having an orgasm and hoping someone films it and put it puts it on Tumblr or on Reddit as an animated GIF and people jerk off to it. <laughs> the prelude to this is that this is Bill's Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot to mention that. I should start recording this shit earlier. Oh man! What if you had to do? Oh, okay, so if you had to, oh, if you had to film yourself orgasming to reading <laughs> one book, what book would it be? What book has ever been orgasm? Um, Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> and oh, it's Spider-Man. It's not and this you're, panel. Not that the book makes you orgasm. It's a conflict, contradiction between whatever you're reading and yeah! then the fact. Yeah, and that's that why it's such an artistic series. Because you'll have a girl reading about death. But then she's having a little death. I would be reading the really weird um, Pan sequences from Wind in the Willows. What the hell is that? There's a part in Wind in the Willows where Pan shows up. Yeah, what's he do? I've never obviously I've never read. I've never even seen the cartoon. Man, Wind in the Willows. Well, they have never put this in any of the adaptations of Wind in the Willows. Is he just Are fuck everybody? Me? Like, what's the it's problem? Just, well, no, it's just like here's a pagan spirit. Oh, that's of, interesting. Is know, he like, a character? Or is he just kind of breeze on through? He's just... a dude. Well, I mean, he, it's only like a chapter or whatever, and he's like a representation of summer or something. Oh, you know? okay. But yeah, it's like there's just this weird pagan oh, sequence. I found. Uh, I can't remember if I mentioned this on last week's podcast too, but the first folio book publisher did yeah. i tell you about this you did you mentioned it they're from the uk and you they've been around for length. the better part of 100 you years ago at length. you talked about it a long time unless but one podcast. of the big books they have is one of the willows I know. and it's you actually one of their that. cheaper volumes oh, too and it's super gorgeous it's only quote unquote like 20 bucks uh, oh really yeah like 20 or 20 or 30 or something like that but they, i mean the, the their books usually tend to run 50 to 60 yeah yeah well it's probably because only me and like FDR went with Yeah, at least last week when I looked up Wind of the Willows uh, first folio on Amazon, they had a couple copies for it. It's all used because I think this, the, the edition that they oh. have came out like 10 years ago. Oh, I'm sure. But it was all used copies for like 20 bucks. Mm. And then I uh, eBay searched uh, to see what the pictures are. And look, it's super beautiful. Is that all I'm saying? Um, so have you been reading all the gaming journalism stuff this week where I think Ben Kutura started it all the weeks to start complaining about games journalism what's wrong with games journalism while CNN is shitting its pants at the speed (laughs) like real news we're not going to talk about the real news because I'll start crying what I thought was really interesting is that so Ben Kutura of the Penny Arcade Report came out with this article this week where basically said that this is the worst week in news since Twinkies went away let's put it that way The, he came out with this article that basically said the reason why you have, like, websites that have articles on, like, the top ten... Yeah, see, I didn't read any of this. You'll have to explain it to me. Yeah. Oh, well, Ben Kutcher was basically defending things like websites that have, like, cosplay. He's pretty. You can point to Kotaku. 
Yeah. He's like, the thing about, like, well, let's I, th- I saw he and Jason Schreier from Kotaku, they were having a conversation about yeah. this. Where it's like, you'll have, like, you know, these cosplay galleries and, like, yeah, this, whatever. like top ten it's lists. the shit that have to post to stay alive. Well, exactly. Yeah. And his whole thing was, like, you've got to have these things that for every one of these shitty cosplay, or, you know, no, no, but, like, these, these cosplay compilation galleries that get, like, 100,000 page views, that pays for the actual journalism. Yeah. And he basically was coming out in defense of the ad model because there's no alternative. And what's been really, at least not at the present, and what cracked me up about all these comments and all these websites was there, like, and because this, obviously this this went on to other websites and, um, like, uh, and basically Ben Couture's thesis was you have to have this um, pandering shit. And he even uses the word crap, I want to say. Crap or shit. Might as well you be have crap, because it's all fluff. It doesn't, like, have any journalistic exactly. value. Exactly. He's like, know? this pandering crap signs mm-hmm. the checks for the actual journalism yeah and you know like there are a lot of journalists that took great umbrage at that like most notably um uh one of the guys at rock paper shotgun because rock paper shotgun they're like they try very hard they never try to do shit but to be fair rock paper shotgun i feel is a great exception and oh, that's a smaller site too it's not yeah. like kotaku which is like well you could say they're a niche and that they're catering to the pc market but they no. but kotaku is part of a larger kotaku is not only its own salt it's part of it's yeah. it's part of a conglomerate that is owned, like it's only uh, it's only one facet of a large of a larger blogging presence online, yeah. and they don't make their they don't make their own content decisions. That's true. Like what, 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 editorially, all the decisions are made for them website by other people who are not hands on content. Throw it out there. So, name another name a large mainstream gaming blog that is not owned by a con- conglomerate. Yeah. But you know what I mean. But I mean that's. Yeah. You know, I, I, you I agree, I, but you yeah, know, whatever. anyway, it's, but you know, what what journalism is all kind of crap, but you know, what cracked me up oh, is that that's... in all the articles and all the Twitter comments I read, yeah. I kept seeing all these very intelligent people saying, well, you know, that's why we should just have a subscription model. And I just started laughing every time I'd say, well, I just pay $5 a month so I don't have to have an ad thing. And I just started laughing. I'm like, sure. Because that's been the moral of the internet. Subscription models are the solution. <laughs> I saw, supposedly, this is the week where the New York Times finally got rid of their subscription model. I think they yeah. finally made their website all pay to... Oh, my God. And, you know, it's funny. Half the people are saying that are probably people who are just bit torning shit anyway. Like, they, they would just wait yeah. until that shit just gets reblocked for free on oh NeoGAF. Well, that's the other thing. Because even if you have a subscription uh, paywall... Uh, especially if you're a game journalism site, all that shit's going to end up free on NeoGAF five minutes after it gets well, posted to your paywall site anyway. I think what they were so. proposing was not so much a subscription to model. To kill the NeoGAF. <laughs> Joker <laughs> comes in. Joe Joker comes in, just kills kill the guy with the pencils. Back. We kill no, the NeoGAF. No, no. They were proposing not so much like a literal subscription model where it's all behind a paywall. They were basically Kickstarter proposing... every website. Exactly. Well, pretty much. They are basically proposing that, well, no. Oh, actually, speaking of which. Because Ben Kachura's argument was that um, ad blocking kills j- journalism because um, by ad blocking, you're literally... Uh, um, what's his face? Um, weird dude from West Virginia who I love. Justin McElroy? He... How is it that I knew he's <laughs> I love Justin McElroy. That's actually the facet I saw about this conversation more than that. He was uh, he was uh, justifying the ad block stuff. He was just complaining about people complaining about that. Yeah. Um, Well, because Ben Contreras' point was that if you use ad block on these websites, you are literally taking money out of their mouths, and you're part of the reason why that people can't pay for can't pay journalists and that gaming journalism struggling. Which, you know, whatever. But it was great because all, all these ad blockers for me were like, well, you should just have an alternative on your website where if I could just subscribe, 
like maybe pay five dollars a month, twenty bucks a year, and I get an ad free version of your site, no, then I would cool, do yeah. that. But no, Bill, you say that'd be cool. No one's gonna do that. I'm just if you set up that I'm box, only half paying attention because I'm checking out the progress of the Retronauts Kickstarter. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, no, see, you're not wrong. Thing, I am like, bullshit. Nobody, nobody. We have learned time, time again that that doesn't work. That at least it's not sustainable. It's like sure there are a lot of websites that go along well with donations, but it's not. That's not. I don't know because it's it's funny because like if you asked me like two years ago, I'd be more invested in this topic. But ever since ever since. Uh, I've, I've gotten into Twitter. I get most of my gaming news through Twitter anyway. I'll go to a gaming site if I want to read. news. I'm talking about journalism. But we've had That's this conversation it. before. What you, journal- you have no interest in long-form journalism and gaming. I do. I read uh, books written by game journals. That's, like that's, that. But that's those are books. I'm talking about well, long-form... I read articles. I've read all these articles about the new Zelda game that's coming out this fall. <laughs> but in the past, you have said that, like, you'll have... You, like, you'll... You, for the most part, you don't really have interest in that. That's something like I'm want. interested in, yeah. but, yeah. yeah. Well, that's because there's a lot of bullshit fluff out there. It's, it's, it's hard to, like, sort the, the wheat from the chaff when it comes to all the... All the all the, the the stories that are being published, especially if you're paying attention to Kotaku and multiple websites, uh, Kotaku and Polygon and Joystick and yeah. Rock Paper Shotgun and, yeah. and, and and the Penny Arcade oh, Report, yeah. that's a lot of shit to sift through. Yeah, that's why like if, if I've if I pretty much if I check any website now these days, it's Polygon. Just at least everything's kind of centralized there. Yeah, and uh, I really like the editors who work for there and everything like that. But mm. man, well yeah, I guess I guess uh, where I get my gaming news is different than uh, what gaming. It's not even journalism, though. It's more editorial yeah. stuff. Because yeah. journalism suggests you're actually doing some investigative <laughs> <Yeah>. journalism. <laughs> or documenting something that's happening in real life this other than true. a press event. This is true. That That's the other thing I hear people say games journals. There's, aside from a couple people who do actually call around and, and poke yeah. behind the scenes about stuff, there's not a lot of journalism. I mean, a lot is, it's all editorial stuff. It's all yeah. regurgitating PR stuff. I, I There's God a lot bless. of game journalism I'm friends with and I like and I want to, uh, you know, shit talk their profession. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I hear the word journalism mixed in there. My eyes always kind of glaze over. So. Especially journalism just in the modern era. Is well, that's too, yeah. Not just Although, games. there are game journalists I, who I trust more than most actual journalism, this journalism is true. guys at the same time. So. Anyway, this is a divergence. Really, I just wanted to say, yeah, all y'all need to shut your this? whole mouth. Well, no, my whole thing is yeah. like, fucking subscription model is the solution. Are you kidding me? Are you, what What journalism do you like to read these days? Like, are you, like, any sites or <laughs> Lately, writers or anything? Well, nothing. Not, you're the one staying up at, like, four o'clock in the morning yeah. reading stuff online. No, but I'm reading about <laughs> insomnia and anxiety. Do you read Jen Frank stuff? Jen Frank is maybe my favorite gaming person in the world right now just because she's like she her, she's in her i think she's still living in her mom, dead mom's empty house with her she dead is. mom's dog yeah. just going crazy in the middle of texas with yeah. no one to look after her yeah but it's produced some of the weirdest craziest writing on twitter yeah. and she's been doing some freelance you know writing you know quote-unquote real writing for other outlets and stuff like that but yeah yeah she's definitely like on the dark side of the moon kind of god bless crazy her shit, but... she's one of those people though that i followed and i immediately went into twitter and turned off her retweeting <laughs> say that well, well i think she's on a road trip now she's so she's not tweeting or retweeting as much as she usually does but yeah you can tell when she's at home and she's bored <laughs> and it's just her and the dog and when she's in a mood because <laughs> hey everybody believe it or not this is our geek week interview yeah! segment i'm sorry i let it go off the rails a little bit but let's get on to the geek week interview and the news of the week that was what happened Development on Skyrim has officially ended, and Bethesda is teasing a non-Fallout game. Sounds like it might be some weird Shinji Mikami game? Yeah, Shinji Mikami, uh, he's the guy who directed Resident Evil 4. 
Really? A lot of Capcom games. He's working yeah. at Bethesda now? I, uh, that's what I'm surprised. Supposedly the official... We're recording on Wednesday night. Supposedly the official announcement of this game is coming through tomorrow. It sounds like it's going to be kind of a westernized kind of game because the little trailer that got showed for this game... Yeah, it's being published... Not developed by Bethesda. Okay, so which... it's like Dishonored in that it's just a published game by yeah, them. Don't, you oh, don't, okay. no, no, this is not going to be the next Fallout or so the next Skyrim. So these are two totally different notes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're telling yeah, me, kind Bill. Of is. Well, yeah. Um, well, just the fact that they did announce that they're... Well, yeah. Because there's... The Bethesda... The originally, developer... when they announced that, oh, hey, PS, we got a new game coming. PS, we just ended uh, development on Skyrim. What yeah. suggested that you, this is the next game maybe from the uh, Skyrim team? Which is also the Except Fallout 3 team, right? it's going to take eight years for them to come out with their next game. Well, Skyrim came out two years ago. Yeah, so they've got six more years. <laughs> no, Skyrim didn't take. Uh-huh. Well, they, they, they came out with two Oblivion games in this generation. I know. I'm just saying. So it doesn't take eight yes, years. It only takes seven. I was going to say. Because yeah. the generation cycles are just getting shorter no, and wasn't shorter. Oblivion was one of the first big 360 games. I think it was supposed to be a launch game that got delayed into the, like, I think maybe came out the summer after the 360 launched. So, yeah, it really did take at least five years for Skyrim to get put together. But what what do you want that team to make next? The Skyrim slash Fallout team. That t- the, well, not Ron Howard. What's that guy's name? He looks like an elf from, uh... I mean, I an elf from, can't uh, lie. I want a new stop Fallout motion game. But that's not. I mean, I'd, I would kind of be curious to see them doing well, a non-fantasy. Did you see the teaser RPG? trailer for this new Bethesda game, though? No. It's a uh, barbed wire and an old time, old timey record, mm-hmm. and you get to see little video footage of like it's like a record from like 1933. Yeah. And so everyone's like, "Oh, that's gotta be Fallout, right?" Because well, if you remember bullshit. the Dishonored teaser that they released, seemed kind of like Skyrimy because it was a grizzled dude in a uh, cell, sure too. like some sort of magical element. But it sounds like this is gonna be a Japanese or at least a game developed by some Japanese guys. So. Interesting. I don't know who Black Sails is a Stars exclusive pirate drama by Michael Bay. Stars exclusive pirate drama is all you need to year. do. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a, a tip of the hat to listener Hannah Groff who pointed us at this. Man, so Bill and I watched the trailer before. Bill had seen it. I had not before we recorded today. How has there not been a pirate TV show before? Well, you know, it's probably expenses because. Oh, it's got to be expensive because now you got with the digital boats. technology, you can have, have CGI boats and stuff. And like you got that. all the sets. But yeah, and all the that's what I just think because it's all nothing but sword fights and fucking. Yeah, man. Well, I guess now on stars you can actually get more graphic with the violence. Well, it's true. Sex. This is the, this the trailer is the does have a guy getting eaten out. Spartacus. Uh, yeah, the trailer. Does. Oh, did you see well, that just ended? Oh, this must be the show that's taking place of Spartacus. Of course, yeah. yeah. I stopped watching Spartacus when, what's uh, halfway died? through season two. I didn't realize the actor dude died. Andy Whitfield, I know he got recast. He had aggressive, aggressive cancer. Fuck, it was super man. sad. I hear that cancer fucks people up. Yeah. Andy Whitfield was amazing. He was really, he was the heart of that show. I mean, yeah. I liked that show. Like, Lucy Lawless is great and a lot of the other casting was really good, but Andy Whitfield had this quiet dignity to him that really sold that. So did they just recast? Did they just recast they him? Did. Was News Party? Well, they, I think they originally, I know they did they, like a they side did like a prequel thing or, yeah. to kind of hopefully give him a chance to like, but the thing is that it's like, dude was like half naked and ripped during the whole show and then he had cancer and he went through chemo and everything. And like, yeah, I th- even if he comes out of this okay, he had cancer yeah. and like, they, yeah. uh, so for black sales, uh, they're, they're, they're trying to make it really super, 
uh, authentic by uh, casting syphilitics, uh, people with syphilis <laughs> for all the main actors. So they don't even have to act cranky and crazy. Uh, there we go. It's just they bring that with them in the role. Fucking so. pirates. Fucking pirates. You know what? No, no, we can pretend we're living in the Watchmen world a little bit more. Exactly. There we go. The more pirate it media there. There will be a time in your future where I can watch the latest episode of Vikings and then the latest episode of Black Sail. What? Okay, so we got Vikings, we got pirates. Ninjas? gonna be a team ninjas are well traveled is reddit gonna start its own like <laughs> narwhal premium bacon. content you yeah, nar- <laughs> know ninja narwhal bacon TV right, show. exactly um yeah so it's pirates oh man it's this a makes star me show. so mad so dude at his purchase of bioshock Inf- multiple people actually had their purchases of bioshock oh, infinite refunded by valve ah. because they're offended that they had to accept the baptism before the game really sometimes ends. you just eat ketchup by itself i do actually do you ever like put it on the grill you realize it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, Bill. So, yeah. I don't know why they call it hamburger. A, helper. a few folks. It's just fine by itself. A few folks. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. So, a few folks of faith demanded refunds for Bioshock Infinite because the game opens with a baptism. I don't quite understand baptism. this either. Well, no, I was thinking about this. So, it's not just that it opens with a baptism, but it, it forces you as an agent to choose to undertake a baptism you don't believe in under false pretenses. Oh, is that what it is? It's you're just faking your way through a baptism. Yeah. Oh. I okay. mean, it'd be one thing if it were like an actual. As our moment. friend, it's not like he's taking it to heart. It's not like the what that what everyone says in response to this is like. Do you think they would have objected once you had to kill five hundred people to get through the course of the game? There's also a woman who shows her ankles. I was thinking about this a lot because I'm like, well, is that bullshit or is that someone being a sanctimonious prick? And when I thought about it in the context of, well, it is a, a baptism under false pretenses, I could kind of see being anxious about it. And then I was thinking, well, if you are a believer, you can be a, a, a person of faith and believe in the concept of righteous murder. Does God but... know this is not real? <laughs> I think well, God whole, well, the whole smart point, enough to figure out. I know whole, you're engaging in an act. I understand. Different. Yeah. It is different to say. That was the Bill Maher response. So what cracked me up is I read some article from the guy who was like, well, there was the no Russian sequence in, in Call of Duty. Which you could actually you could skip. Choose to not, you yeah. could choose to not kill anybody. Well, so that was super sequence. stupid. But all I could think of was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. But you're still spending the rest of the game killing people. And there's the whole concept of holy war and everything like that. But you cannot look at Bioshock Infinite and say that every single person you kill in that game is a justified murder. Like, there are some people know there that are just cops and just yeah. people who are just living their lives, and you fucking murder them. To be them. fair, at least uh, most of the innocent people get raptured out of the environment as soon as the fight <laughs> breaks out. But but still, it's like, man, that is a fine line to watch. I'd be curious to see what the guy's opinion, if he had played to the very end of the game. Yeah, actually. But even beyond that, it's like, it's interesting the way that there are the transgressions that you commit every day that are palatable. But when, when I can't think of another, there's not another game where you are forced to undertake a false baptism. Because that game, I, I. Well, that's the problem where games actually, you know, it's a game that actually has religious content in it. Not even that. It's just not just religious content, but it actually. But it's like that is you could see that as an irreligious act. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean it, is, it is. It is by it definition. Is. But and, at the same time, you have to like what's your you threshold? Do, you kill, exactly. You kill so many people in that game. So many people. That's what, but you that, kill so sounds, many people in a million games. That's why I wonder if this isn't just bullshit. Because you can't 
get excited. You, you, you don't but buy you a Bioshock without knowing that you kill people in that but game. You, but you set them on fire! Murder is something you do every day. This is what I'm saying. It's a transgression you commit every day in a game. It's a simulated transgression you commit enough. What's the difference between that and getting baptized, then? But that's that's the thing. It's like, but it is that is a transgression. If you, you say, never, well, it's just pretend you have murder. Never committed. You have never committed before in a video yeah. game, and all of a sudden you are forced. To, you are forced to look at yourself and go, "Oh, wait a minute, this is wrong." <laughs> Which is just interesting. Is like, do you think that that person had a moment of clarity after that? Yeah, to, I don't think like, so. I, I don't think so either. Well, you, and then you know, the nine thousand other people have then suddenly started filing for refunds. <laughs> We're just like, yeah, they. Um, I finished this game and I I'm had to be back. Oh wait, no, I mean, I heard this. I guess something happens with the Pope in the game. I don't know. That pissed me off. <laughs> Give me so money. Mad. So mad. A lushly illustrated Adventure Time encyclopedia is coming in August from Abrams Books. Woo! I sent the moment I found out about this, I sent them an email because they were talking about there's supposed to be like 150 illustrations in there. Yeah. It's got a whole big illustration team, and I was like, if you need someone to help draw like Finn's hat, the encyclopedia article about Finn's hat, I will draw Finn's hat. I did not Although, hear back from that. I was going to say, you could have gotten in touch with like a I year want, and a half ago. Bro. I want to draw Jake's puppies. Well, it also looks like they got a bunch of, not to be a dick, but like a lot of established. <laughs> I was going to say, a bunch of real artists. I'm like, no, that's oh, no, I'm that's sure I'm not the first but person to like, email them. Like, well, no, we'll come but even beyond that, it's like they've got like a lot of big names contributing art to it. It's not if like. If I email, email them, tell them I played Dance Dance Revolution with one of the, with Steve Wolfhard, <laughs> the one of the guys who works yeah, on the show now. There we go. Boom. Hey, man, this is my in, right? I know Steve Wolfhardy only started working there six months ago, but now I pretend like I helped make Adventure Time with him. So, in other news, 20th Century Fox is no more. It is now 21st Century Fox. It only took them 13 years. Except that 20th Century Fox is actually still the film arm of it. It's the corporate entity that runs 20th Century Fox. It's now 21st Century Fox, and this is really confusing. Wait, what? I didn't hear that part. Did you hear about this this? No. So, you'll still see 20th Century Fox before films and stuff. Well, who gives a shit at that point? From a branding perspective, all of those arms of it. That's actually confusing. So, at the end of the movie, you're going to see a 20th Century Fox production by... 21st, 21st century. century Fox. Yes, the corporate Uber entity is now 21st century. I saw century that they, Fox. they did have to hire a branding I, I company. A brand, they, they hired a branding company to talk to the to, to help them make this decision. Were they worried about do... whether or not they had to spell out the word 21st now or whether they just know. keep the numerals? Or... Well, I imagine it was. It was a whole rebranding. You know how this shit goes. It was probably a whole rebranding. It was like, do we take it to the new century? Or do One we... of my favorite stories <laughs> is <laughs> when One Up. Uh, they hired one of those teams when they were trying to figure out what the, what they should name the site, and mm-hmm. uh, supposedly the guys who were running One Up. They were, they were like, "We want a video kind, video game kind of name, mm-hmm. something like One Up, something that's kind of iconic." Yeah, and they, they spent like back. thousands of dollars on this yeah. team, which came back with like, "You should call the website Godhead yeah. or FrumpusRumpus dot yeah. com." They're like, "Nah, we just wasted all this money, but we're just gonna call it One Up." Yeah. <laughs> um, do we need a new name for the podcast? <laughs> Boy, howdy podcast. We do. It's a terrible name. It doesn't actually B-H-P. speak to what we do. At all. Bip. It does mm. not speak to what we do no, or who we are at You've all. You've got flannel on. You're from Texas. I'm from Texas. Boy, howdy. Boy, how howdy. you doing? Fertilize explosions. Boy, oh, my God. Did you know this week is the 20th anniversary of the Waco? Oh, is it? Oh, man. That's why some people were wondering Texas. whether or not the fertilizers thing was a... Let's yeah. build... Let's not talk about any of the bad shit that happened this week, okay? Literally. I really can't. Bad shit? I know. Okay, 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 okay. In what world is that an okay joke to make right now, Bill? No, I just you gotta have some bread. An old along. lady bought a copy of Stadium Events, one of the rarest slash most expensive NES cards ever, worth tens of thousands of dollars from a Goodwill in North Carolina for eight dollars. 
shit uh, that good. Whoever runs Antiques that Goodwill. Antiques Roadshow, boom. <laughs> how, if you, run, if you run that Goodwill, how do you not kill everybody who works for you? <laughs> you just realized. She could have sold. Yeah, so yeah, uh, Stadium, uh, what's a, what's the name of the game again? Stadium Events? Stadium Events is popular. Is 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 one of the rarest games only because it was a game that came out uh, for the 8-bit Nintendo mm-hmm. that was only out for like a, like, I don't even know if it was actually officially released yet. But when Nintendo saw this game uh, being made by Namco, it was a third-party company. It was a, nin- a Nintendo game. They're like, oh, man, this game would be great for our power pad accessory, that Dance Dance Revolution oh, pad they had. Where you run that, on stuff. Was that turned into that So they just, that, they just that turned game? and Nintendo released it themselves. I remember that game. And yeah. But then there was suddenly, like, like the small production run of the Stadium Events game published by this company that originally made the game yeah. that never got sold but ha- has since leaked out. So that is why that is the rarest Nintendo game because oh. it's a game that only had a very tiny initial production run and was technically never released. Huh. But copies exist, and so people, yeah. Uh, Interesting. I think uh, the official appraisal is that this uh, issue, this copy is worth uh, fifteen thousand, but I think other copies have sold for like thirty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what, Bill? If you work that Goodwill, this shit happens all the time. Eight dollars. This is the nature of How did of that junk. news get out? Like that was my thing. Did How did this happen? Go, Holy yeah. shit! How did this become fucker? a thing? I don't know. Oh yeah. I love that, like, 8-bit Nintendo games are, like, the new comic books. Where that's yeah. the thing where that, like, like yeah, because, you know, like, comic books, it's been so long that comic books have been a collectible thing. There's no comic books left in the play like, produced in the last, like, 20 years that are actually rare because no one bought it because everyone buys all the comics now and, and, like... That's not true. If I still had the first issue of Powers that I had, that yeah? would be worth, like, 75 bucks. I think about that a lot. I have, like, I, the, loan that I have out the first issue of Spawn apart. somewhere. That's worth $8. $8. Yeah. Bill, explain to me the Nintendo Retro Blowjob. What happened? All things all happened all the time. Uh, no, Nintendo went crazy this week. Oh, they were like, oh yeah, we should probably announce some games. Oh, did you see the sales data for last month's Wii U sales came no. out? Still sold only like fifty. It's it's sold the same amount it's sold every other month so far, like fifty five thousand units. While That's the Xbox bad. is still selling like a quarter of a million. Oh jeez. Nintendo still just like I I I was doing the math and I think Nintendo has sold less. That has has sold less than what the Xbox has sold just in January. Like I think in January, yeah. uh, they uh, Microsoft sold like it's like two hundred ninety thousand Xboxes. Yeah, and January is the slowest month of the year for any yeah. kind of sales, not just video games, but video yeah. games too. Just in general. But yeah, so even if you combine all the all the Wii U's that have sold this year, that's still not even as much Xboxes that sold in the in the first month of the year. It's fucked up, man. It's bad. Also, I think you actually, if you do include. Uh, Jan- uh, December sales, I think that is still... Ah, it's, it's, it's fucked up. So, no, anyway, Nintendo went crazy, announced a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, they had a 3DS-related uh, Nintendo Direct where they announced... Oh, is this all 3DS this stuff? This is almost all 3DS stuff. Mm-hmm. The only Wii stuff they announced was that um, there's going to be an update for the Wii U next week that uh, <laughs> fixes the load times, because the Wii oh, U yeah? still has, like, PlayStation-era quality yeah. load times, where it's, like, some games uh, are, like, it's, like, a, up to a minute to go from a cutscene to actual gameplay, and also just booting into a game. Firing up a virtual console game takes, like, 30 seconds to, to a minute. No good. And that's as if you're just, like, firing up, like, Kid Icarus or something. Uh, so that that's the only Wii U news that came out is that update's coming next week. But yeah, 3DS stuff, they went crazy. There's going to be a Link to the Past sequel, mm-hmm. a new Yoshi's Island. Uh, they're bringing a Bravely Default Flying Fairy to the United States. 
Uh, that is a Square game. That is the closest to a real Final Fantasy game that Square's produced in a long time. Hmm. Where it's, you know, it's you have a small team of people. Yeah. It's all very kind of cartoony. You're just, mm. you know, turn-based. You're just or fighting bad guys. But the artwork is, is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the artwork was designed by the same guy who did... Is Final Fantasy IV Warriors of Light, so it's a very kind of cartoony. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's super. Did they do like, the, almost, like, the Final Fantasy Tactics? Yeah, I think so. Exactly. Look. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, people were afraid that wasn't going to come to America, but that is Nintendo uh, is pu- publishing that themselves. Um, there's going to be a new Mario and Luigi role playing game. Uh, man, one of my favorite things is going to be a Mario Golf 3DS online game. Oh, Mario nice. Golf for the N64 was the shit. Yeah. Mario sports games are surprisingly good, and the fact yeah. that they're going to have an online golf game cracks me up. Uh, they're bringing the uh, Japanese Animal Crossing 3DS XL bundle to the United States. Bill, Have you seen that? Bill, are you going to buy one? <laughs> well, no. Well, I, I just finished Luigi's Mansion, and Luigi's, Man- uh, Luigi's Mansion has this mechanic where in order to capture ghosts, you have yeah. to, like, suck on a ghost and yeah. really pull hard on the thumbstick. Yeah. On, backwards from where the ghost is going to, like, get it sucked into your vacuum cleaner. So now my control stick is a little, little no. squeaky. It's not broken or anything. Yeah. But then I was thinking, like, the night before this got announced, I was like... Man, open up to buy a new 3DS now. And then I was like, oh my god, they have an Animal Crossing. Have you seen what the Animal Crossing 3DS looks like? No. It's it's white, but it's got little silhouettes of Animal Crossing characters and like the little leaves and gifts just all over it. Yeah. You remember the, the, the fun Fetty cake I made you for your birthday? Yes. And tricked you it into destroying like, by yes, saying there was Bill. a prize in the yes, middle of it? Yes, I know. Shut up. That's what it looks like. That's what it, it looks, looks like. like a it's a fun Fetty 3DS. But it also comes with Animal Crossing. Bill, I tell you what, I will buy your old 3DS off you so you can <laughs> justify buying an Animal well, Crossing 3DS. I take your rocket, just give it to you. <laughs> what, are you actually interested in getting a 3DS? No. <laughs> but I'll do it as a solid for you. Annie's getting so bored because she's listening. Bill gets to talk for five minutes. <laughs> no, you're fine. Ah! I think it's interesting that they're releasing Earthbound on Virtual Console. Which I know, I can't remember because there's like three Earthbound games. There's like Mother Earthbound, Mother 3, Earthbound 4. But only the first Earthbound was released in the US, right? I think that was like the Super Nintendo sequel. Yeah. Which they called Earthbound. Oh, I think this right. is the 8 bit game. I think this is the first Japanese Earthbound game. Oh. See, that's what I'm saying. It's all confusing. Like, I'm Nintendo nerd and I don't even understand all that. But this is a game that uh, Nintendo fans have been clamoring forever and they said, hey, bring this That's shit nice. Out. It's like the least Nintendo in this moment of This darkness. is Nintendo's totally going... Which is Haters. weird that they're focus, focusing so much on the 3DS, because the 3DS doesn't... They, all these games are super welcome. They're, yeah. No one's complaining about these games. Yeah. But the 3DS is doing okay now. Yeah. There's actually... You can buy a 3DS and there's going to be shit to play on it. Whereas the Wii U is just... I'm wondering... There's always money in the banana stand. Maybe yeah. they're just focusing on the banana stand. Well, I'm wondering... It's, it's, it's funny, because Nintendo's going crazy, like, sucking uh, hardcore gaming fans' dicks just to get the money rolling in, because they've yeah. already been forsaken by the mainstream gaming audience, yeah. and they've been forsaken by all the casual audience, so they're pretty much the only fan base they have to fall back now on is the yeah. hardcore Nintendo fans. Of course, all this shit is just, like, fucking Christmas for them. Well, for them, for me, I'm I'm part of this. I'm I'm one of the chief people who complains about Nintendo when, but when they have announcements like this, I'm like, yay! All things are great with Nintendo. I love Nintendo. And then a week later, I'm like, fucking Nintendo. What are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm really curious to see what they got in the works for the Wii U. I mean, yeah. this E3 is going to be interesting for them. Yeah. I'm wondering if this is if this spring isn't when they're just trying to make uh hardcore Nintendo fans happy with announcements like this, and at the I wonder if at E three they might. That's when they try to win back from the casual market. By yeah. that's when you'll see like well, you Wii can, Music two. You and... can make the argument that the three DS is kind of mobile gaming by its nature is only really the um, uh, bastion of the hardcore. You, you, your casual you would people... say that with 
no, no, no. that with consoles because no, that's something you have to hook up to your casual TV. people casual people have their fucking phones no, that's true too. they're not someone who's paying 99 cents on angry birds is not going to throw down however 150 dollars on a 3ds and then 30 dollars a game yeah. no there's a big difference between that and something you plug into your tv well, even that aside, uh, these are so many projects that I can't imagine Nintendo has enough bandwidth to be yeah. producing this, plus an equal slate of geek stuff like this for also for uh, the Wii U. And so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Wii U at E3, they're just like, yeah, here's this easy to develop. Here, yeah, here's Wii Fit Wii U. Do you think here's... they're gonna? Cu- they're just gonna biff it? Do you really think they're just gonna like, like, just not even try? Well, I mean, they gotta go. I mean, going after hardcore Nintendo fans helps them make, make enough money to just financially tread water for them. Yeah. What they they got to be thinking about how they can try to get... They, they made a ton of money off the casual market. Yeah. Their next step is to try to figure out how to capture some of that back. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I think they realize now that it's not going to be so easy to capture that market back as it was with the original Wii. Right. But I'd be surprised if they if, if they don't do something this summer that's not trying to... I can't and believe... And E3 is the one venue where you're going to get the attention of like mainstream gaming uh, place... Or mainstream they media had stuff. They a year lead. Yeah, they fucking blew it. Oh, this man. This right now. Nintendo. These, half of these games should not even be announced right now. Half of these games should be on shelves now. Yeah. You shouldn't be hearing about A Link to the Past 2. You should be playing A Link to the Past 2. On your Wii, granted, Well, granted, a lot of this stuff, they actually did announce the release dates, uh, summertime release dates for a lot of stuff. Like I said, the Mario game, uh, Mario and Luigi, there were, this, all that stuff's coming out but this summer. But this is for the Wii U. I know. That's the thing. They had a year's lead on well, the console. Well, the one big news for the Wii U is, yeah, yeah, hey, we're coming out with an update, which makes your Wii U less broken. <laughs> Congratulations. P- oh. P.S. You're also getting the virtual console, which means we're giving you the opportunity to rebuy these games you already bought. P.S. We have a meager selection because we haven't been able to figure out the rights yet to get all the old stuff that you bought on here. So, hey, here's Super Mario Brothers again for the 13th time. You know, it's... it's Oh, Nintendo. What you doing? Yeah. In other news, Breaking Bad returns August 11th. Woo! You don't care, but I care. It's the best I, thing A lot of love. people I love care deeply, and that's why I care. Yeah. Breaking Bad is my favorite thing on TV right now. Yeah. Maybe Until I'll you start watch watching Hannibal. Hannibal. <laughs> no, I'm just being a dick. Yeah, I love that you won't watch Breaking Bad. But Hannibal, about uh, a dude who eats people. Hannibal... You know what? Cannibal is somehow is not, even though it's very oppressive and there's still, it's still not depressing because I'm not a serial killer. <laughs> That's true. Like, it's not quite so this, And it's not like Close I could home. be there, there, but for the grace of God. No, you're yeah. never there, but for grace of God. Cannibal. Man. Anyway, uh, Star Wars episodes seven through nine will be coming in 2015, 2017 and 2019 with one off films being released between those films, meaning we're getting at least Five annual goddamn Star Wars movies in a row. Wednesday also happened to be the 40th anniversary of George Lucas sitting down to write the first draft of what was then called the Star Wars. Yeah. It's one hell of a 40 years. There's a lot of Star Wars coming out, Bill. <laughs> well, there were rumors that was it Zack Snyder was supposed to be do- doing like a, a, a Seven Samurai? Blech. Oh, Blech. did you see the trailer for the, 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 la- the latest? I love the the trailer for the Lady Superman has tricked everyone into thinking that Zack Snyder is gonna make a good movie. Has any has any, have you guys seen a Zack Snyder movie? There's a reason why it's not called from the director of Sucker Punch. <laughs> oh my god! Because let's see what did he do? He did Sucker Punch. He did the Watchmen movie. He did what was the other movie he did? Dawn of the Dead. Those are his three films. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead make, was okay. He does not make good. Oh, no, movies. he did three hundred. Oh, I did 300. Which is great, and it's horrible stupidity. 
300. I still admire 300 for its pure-hearted retardedness. But the thing about 300 was like, it was kind of amazing. And there was a part of you that was like, it was so intensely 300. You're like, it's so Frank Miller. A joke? Yeah. Like, it was it aware? It, because it felt almost cognizant of what it was. Because it was at 3,000%. And if you're 3,000. It is a mega 64 sketch of of, of a movie. It's amazing. I also enjoyed 300, but it was like all style, no substance. Did you see Evergreens in the sequel? I, I didn't know there was a sequel. B, it's got Eva Green in it. And she's like in the body armor. What's it called? 301? <laughs> it's a prequel to 2001, Annie, when there's only 300 and not 2001 of them. But I, so I don't know what the hell. Is uh, yeah. I think, yeah. It, I think it is a prequel because yeah, everyone has dead. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to involve any of the same characters or what. Anyway, Zack Snyder. All it's got Eva Green, though. I still need to watch Dark Shadows. Just supposedly she's the only best part of that movie. I mean, I saw the Superman trailer. I thought it was cute. I think Amy Adams will Superman be really good as Lois Lane. Oh, and then they do Henry the whole thing Cavill. where she's about to say Superman, then he, like, doesn't he, like, punch her? <laughs> Bill. <laughs> Henry Cavill no. is a really good casting decision as as, as Superman. It's going to be another Superman. Russell dad. But the origin movies for any superhero franchise are always are the, the most important part. Is it, yeah. it is going to be 45 minutes before it puts on the goddamn suit. And even then, have you seen the, the pictures where he's got, like, a dirty suit? It looks like it looks like he's been steal he's been storing the Superman suit like in a, a hubcap I, of his trucker. I will watch that car. movie until Henry Cavill loses his beard. Then my wife and I will leave the theater because <laughs> Henry Cavill looks good in a beard. You're gonna have twenty minutes of him in the Arctic catching fish good with his eyeballs That's with his laser eyes. That's all I need, and then I'm gonna walk away. Oh man, Superman! I'm gonna get what vitamins I need so from what's, it. So what's the gist? So. General Zod shows up and he's angry because they're hosting. He's gonna blow Earth, Earth, because they're. Bill, it's a Superman movie. Who cares? But well, did you see the alternate? It's not even a trailer. It's a little teaser where it's General Zod. Uh, it's almost like a terrorist thing where it, he's. It's it's a little video thing where he's dictating his commands to Earth. Like, you yeah. better hand over the the citizen of Krypton. I am now ruler of Krypton. You like I want to, to punish his ass for being Superman or something like that, but it's the video is just like some kind of distorted like yeah. I guess it's supposed to be Kryptonian fucking video bullshit. It's just and again it's it's another movie where the the marketing of the villain is like this terrorist almost kind of yeah. guy where he's just like issuing threats to people if you don't hand over this guy and I'll blow up your country or blow up your planet and it's like interesting like the villains are always the least interesting part of these movies to me. Like, I mean, because the Batman movies did a pretty good job with the villains. Like, Heath Ledger was amazing. Well, they Joker also had, and... Batman has a great rogues gallery of villains. Yeah, because I was thinking about this, because, like, we had Superman and Spider-Man. Superman? Oh, did you like, see What's-His-Face is Electro? J.B. Fox is Electro. Did you see the photos that came out of yeah. him on set where he's all painted? I like that they're kind of trying to do it practical. Well, it's like he's got LEDs on the inside of his hoodie, which is kind right. of an interesting Oh, thing. that's actually his costume? Yeah. Is his hoodie? I thought he was just that going was the to implication. set. That's oh, the implication because no. he's all lit by the hoodie. I still haven't seen that first one, the first new Spider-Man. It's not very good. The only reason why I like it is because Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. You want to see them make out? They're they're they have a palpable chemistry, even as the writing is really terrible. Peter Parker is the whiniest little bitch face, but I don't care somehow because <laughs> Andrew Garfield is such a great <laughs> Peter Parker, even though the script is terrible. I hear a bunch of people get turned into lizards. I can't even remember anything that happened in the movie because I was just basically waiting until Emma Stone showed up. Isn't it like a fight on a telephone pole at the end? 
And then Harry and then Norman Osborn that shows up and it says, "That movie good, and I can't even remember because I enjoyed the, it." Doesn't the Jolly Green Giant guy, or whoever's the bad guy in those movies, he show I'm up at the end going. after the credits? He's like, "Ha ha ha! I'm in silhouette. I will come back for next movie." Among the Sleep, a first-person survival <laughs> horror game where you play as a two-year-old, no. now has what's, a Kickstarter. What's the good super? What's the good Spider-Man villains? There aren't any. Superman has a terrible rogues gallery, or Spider-Man has a terrible rogues gallery. You can say this the same about Superman too. Exactly. It, yeah. This is my thing. It's like there, there are. Oh, I think only really bad. Batman has good villains, and even then, they're not really. Why Superman good? just fight Hellboy? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, I don't know. It's villains are hard, and you have to have a lot of them. That's the thing. I know about this sort of stuff. It's like, well, but you think that if you have everybody. forty years of coming up with villains, you think you'd come up with something better than the lizard, the you lizard, know? the rich bald guy. <laughs> so, so no, Spider Man has really Spider Man has Electro guy, Electric he, guy. He's the electro, lizard. He has a Sandman. Dude made he has out a of lizard. sand. He has like Craven the Hunter. He has Black Cat. He has not much, uh, man. Doc this is Ock. all. This is he has the movie. Um, this is not where the movie should feel free to come goblins. up with new bad guys. It's okay. You can't do that though. Yes, you can. Because no, because when you're when you're making the whole point of this stuff is you've got an established brand that you're catering off of. Whenever you add something to it, people freak out. Did and you it's see never the Wolverine poster where Wolverine's got a sword? And you're wondering why does Wolverine need? Did a sword? Did you see the trailer for the Wolverine? No, what happened? It looks great. It, I want to see it. I just imagine the first Kill Bill trailer was Hugh, Hugh Jackman's uh, head just pasted on to Beatrix Kiddo. <laughs> and I would go see that movie, actually. No, I, it looks terrible, but I don't care because it's Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Man, so many superhero movies coming out. Because you got, what, don't you have, you got Iron Man 3. Oh, You've yeah. You've got a new Captain America coming out There's this summer. There's a new Thor on its way. <sighs> uh, that's not until next year. But still, uh, yeah. Yeah, we've got a new Spider-Man movie you gotta have, Yeah, new Spider-Man comes out next summer. Aren't they trying to ramp up the, the Justice League movie? Yeah, Avengers comes happen? out in 2015. Fucking Guardians of Middle Earth or whatever it is. <laughs> Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Actually, Galaxy Guardians. 2 is getting made. That's supposed yes. to be 2015. They're not going to get any of the original cast there. It's going to be terrible. It's did you be, see like, the, 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 the new Cups video? Yes, I did. It was adorable. Yeah. It takes five oh, minutes for the actual Eric song Hedrick. to start. I just love that terrible pop cover of that version of that song it's so bad oh there is one that's the music the oh music no i think that... i think that like Taylor i heard Swift. that on the radio like oh, they, they really? that is an actual release how pissed do you think she that got one the top 40. how pissed do you think that first youtube girl i know was? i was thinking about that this whole thing i was well, watching that like is this one of the first cases ever of a meme becoming mainstream and becoming successful because yeah. that anna kendrick got in the top 40 on Billboard with that. I think Disney's going to release an, uh, another direct-to-video sequel to Lion King, and now it's just going to be starting Grumpy Cat. <laughs> but they're not going to call it Grumpy Cat, but it's going to look like Grumpy, the Grumpy Cat. They're going to cash in on that like meme. It. Yeah. Bill, tell me about the Among the Sleep. Uh, I, I, th- I thought I'd heard something about this game. It's just uh, Sean Elliott on Twitter just uh, alerted everyone to the fact that there's a Kickstarter for this game. It's a first-person survival horror game where you play as a two-year-old. Wait, did you already read that? I did, but keep talking. Well, That's all about. I know about it. It's hmm. first person though. It's in development. They said if they can get their Kickstarter funded, it's they need like two hundred thousand dollars because this is actually trying to be supposed to be a quote unquote real game, not just like some fucking flash animation. Just a shitty game for babies. But yeah, uh, you get to play as a two year old and, and like supposedly like you can fall do, asleep in their stream world shit. And... I cannot do superstars in survival horror. I as sometime as a part of some sort of humble bundle or ever, I got Amnesia: The Dark Descent. I will never play that game in a bajillion. Did you even try years. it? 
No. Dude, but the funny you thing, know me. The funny thing is you don't want to get attacked that much. No. Also, it's just scary because you're in the no. dark. There is nothing more terrifying to me than powerlessness in a video game. It actually scares the shit out of me. I hate when you play a video game and you're all powered up and you're running around fucking up people and then you have a villain where you can't beat them. All you can do is run away. That's what one of the reasons why, um, actually, of all games, Enslaved actually freaked me out because they had a lot of villains. Like, they had a lot of boss fights like that where it's mm-hmm. like you couldn't defeat them. You could only evade them. What if you find out there's a monk sleep thing where you, it's a first-person game as a two-year-old? You find out that's actually just, like, you wake up and you're just in the Decker's Die simulation from Saints Row 4. <laughs> there we go. It's all just been a really extended <laughs> Matrix simulation. They're making a weird science remake. <laughs> you know what? I have never seen weird science. You would hate it. Why would I it's have ever watched two... weird science? It's about two of the only guys trying to make a computer yeah, sex a slave. Fuck, a fuck my, I know the premise. And it goes horribly wrong. I oh, do think... this, my favorite scene of one of my favorite movie scenes of all time is Anthony Michael Hall gets drunk at, at, he gets drunk at a blues bar. And he starts talking about his bitch gives him problems. And he's trying to talk like this old black blues guy he's all like man you don't even know she kicked me in the nuts man he's got this whole story about his girlfriend at school before he made this new sex robot who's played by some british lady but yeah he got kicked in the nuts I'm like i got kicked in the nuts it's hilarious it is, this you can tell john hughes this maybe i don't know if this is scripted but maybe this is improvised john hughes loved it so much this has nothing to do with the rest of the movie it's just anthony michael hall going off for like a minute and a half about his girlfriend kicked him in the nuts is hilarious. I did like the thing the thing that was floating around on Twitter where it's like the best remake of Weird Science would be two nerdy girls making Channing Tatum. Yeah! Well, th- this is going to be interesting because you, like, you can't so easily get away. This is a little bit of a different culture now. Two guys building a sex slave robot. Not a robot, but whatever. But like trying to create a, a woman who will have sex with you them. You know what, Bill? That's Here's the solution. Thing. It's not going to be teenage boys. It's going to be fucking Seth Rogen and Zach Galifianakis. That's, That's how they're going to get around it. Who's the it's lady going to be? It's going to be a 30-something like 30 something bros making... <laughs> which is going to make it even so grosser. What if, it's, what, if, what if the remake is actually you and Foley trying to, uh, trying to make a computer... Make a party? <laughs> <laughs> no, Carolyn Devernos. <laughs> No, well, what's her uh, labyrinth chick? Jennifer Connelly? No, yeah. my sister still thinks that, or my sister, my wife still thinks that Jennifer Connelly has a bitch face. Though she, she, she can, she, she says. When that face is going down on her hoo-ha, it ain't going to be a bitch face no more. It's going to be like, oh, what's up? Though it is funny that, so my wife has always said, Jennifer Connelly, she has bitch face. And this immediately gets me hurt. I actually have great umbrage at this. I'm like, but she has face. What's really funny is that, so friend, my dear, dear Ebro, Calamity John sent me these Rocketeer trading cards yeah. I mentioned. And it was really funny because my wife picked She's up this Jennifer Connelly card. <laughs> Jennifer Connelly card goes, okay, I guess it's not bitch face. That's I'm not like, the point. Thank you for she got a pretty face. She, she ain't got bitch tits though. <laughs> she got a, hey, how you doing? Oh, that is terrible. Breasts. Bill, Bill, Bill. Bill, I'm just gonna ask Did you. Did we just use a phrase from bitch the tits? bottom of my heart? Do not, do not name this episode "bitch tits." Do not. And with that, do I think not, people on their iTunes feed would say episode 77 "bitch tits." Do not, do not. Well, if you give me an alternate title, <laughs> I'll, I'll be glad to use that. Oh, it's terrible. I can't think of anything. Tumblr cock. Please no, <laughs> no, no. What else, what else have we talked about this I episode? I can't think of anything. Else. Except bitch tits. And that's gonna be the phrase that gets stuck in my head when I'm at, when I have to enter that in. And the, the worst part field. is that by saying explicitly, "Don't use bitch tits," I've therefore ground bitch. Can it just tits. be tickle bitties for no reason? 
At least we said it on the podcast, so it's hey, everybody. Topical. This is the Boy Hattie Podcast. Guys, we're, we're gonna have a poll on this week's podcast about what we should call it. <laughs> this, the, the title of this episode. We are at Boy Hattie Podcast on the Twitters. We are boyhattiepodcast.com. Howdy at boyhattiepodcast.com. You can send us a line or you can use a contact form on our website. If you're so inclined, leave us a review on iTunes about how we should really. Let us know if you could anim- if you could direct a Disney animated two D feature. What what story you would That's make? That's Bill's that. big question from last week's episode. This has been ongoing. Yes, and let Bill know. Also, we are probably going to go to PAX this year. We don't oh, really we talk, talk about, about PAX. PAX. PAX pa- Prime tickets went on sale. Let it be known that I did not screw up the ending of this 15 episode. Fifteen minutes later. It, they were gone. This is actually topical. I'm surprised this wasn't at the top of our podcast, actually. Yeah, because I'm sure not more, not more than a few people listening to this probably tried yeah. to score PAX Prime tickets. Um, so, yeah, Bill, God bless, did get tickets for both of us. So if you're going to go, if you were one of the lucky few who got tickets to PAX, Yeah, so PAX Prime and their infinite wisdom decided to make PAX Prime tickets available on 12 noon on a Wednesday when most people are at work and not available to, like, Such be sitting a... around to buy tickets. And, yeah, the big news this year is that four-day... Well, I, I had no idea, but PAX had expanded to four days. Now mm-hmm. now it's also on Monday. And so four-day passes sold out before before PAX, the official PAX Twitter account, could even tweet about it. Yeah. Because I was surprised, because I, I went to go buy a ticket the moment they announced that. And the moment I even, like, on Twitter said, hey, everyone, PAX, PAX Prime tickets are open, I got uh, several tweets back saying, don't worry, the four-day pass is already sold out. And I thought people were fucking with me until I actually got in to the queue system and saw mm. no shit. Yeah, the, all that shit was sold out. So, yeah, me and Annie, I, I bought for me and Annie uh, two sets of one-day passes so while we'll be there, we may, well, Annie's still trying to figure out whether or not she's going. I'll be going. I'll probably be going. If yeah. we go, we'll be podcasting there. But more to the point, Let's this you, we already have tickets. We have tickets. Technically train have tickets. Room. We already have a hotel room. Good. So, but if you're going, holla at us and maybe we can do a little Boy Hattie listener meetup. It should be nice. Not in the hotel room though. <laughs> Annie'd be scared. Annie, are you going to buy a gun from PAX just in case? Uh, sure, Bill. Yeah, you, know, you can do it. You can be like cosplay, but it actually turns out it's a real gun. It's a real gun. That really works out super well for me, Oh, I'm can sure. we dress as Mass Effect characters? Can we just... What cosplay are we going to go as? A very tired Annie who wants to go through the whole cosplay. How about the assaulted. Indoor Kids podcast? I'm kind of concerned a little bit, because the first PAX I went to, I did not have a good time. You got went missing immediately. Yeah, and you got groped. Event. I had no idea. I got groped and stabbed. I had a really bad time. My, the second time I went to PAX, I went with my wife. I had a really good time. Poor kid. I just dragged her around you with me. You and I me. will stay together this time. I'm not going to let you go off by I yourself. don't want to go to all the bullshit things you want to go to. I, think <laughs> oh, is, I forgot about that. I think that. that is safe to say. Yeah, you got to get in touch with this the Hey Ash, what you're playing, guys. Guys, can I hang out I with am you? now a more self-assured and confident person than I was at my first PAX, but this will be interesting to see how what a different experience it will be. Did you so. guys call my stuff bullshit? <laughs> yes, Bill. You don't want to I go to the panel where old one-up guys have long <laughs> since been fired. Evaluate old retro gaming cartridges <laughs> they bring up onto stage. That does not tweak your titties. <laughs> Bill does not tweak my titties. All right, friends. We'll be back next week to talk about more bullshit. Hopefully between now and then I'll have slept a little more. And we will have actually consumed some media we're talking about. No. <laughs> Talk to you next week, friends. I totally pictured myself grumpy cat doing that. No. (laughs) Why don't people understand my intentions?